Welcome to the 365th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on December 3rd, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's looking a little low poly, Carlos Rodella. Oh, because I've uh, entered the world of Roblox. Yeah, a little blocky there, buddy. I do. I look like a Lego. Yeah, kind of like a really bad Lego, like a low-end Lego. With a lot I of like, like the fancy one. With a lot of like user-generated like outfits on. Yeah, what's up with what's up with this? Yeah, I thought I told you before the show I, I entered the world of Roblox for a minute. Um, I've never have, I don't think, and it's only like the biggest game in the world, right? I mean, it is sort of, but also sort of not. I mean, I think if you're like a kid or like of a certain age, it's huge. Otherwise, you've never heard of it. You don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Fortnite, but um, it's like Fortnite. It's just like yeah, like you said, a little more low poly and a ton of user generated content. It's all about the user-generated content, man. Yeah, marketplaces and weird maps. And um, I, I jumped back in because, or jumped in for the first time. Um, I think I might have probably, like, when it came out, looked at it. But uh, I've been making a lot of videos and, you know, stuff for Glitch to the Ground. GIFs and stuff like that. And I'll talk about that later. But I, I uh, found the Spider-Man outfit. And I made a little video of Spider-Man, like, swinging through the city. And, you know, with, like, user-generated, like, shirt on with, like, yeah, funny-looking yeah. Spider-Man. And, like, just, you know, it's like I'm going all the way up into the sky with the web, you know? Like, it looks crazy. And then I just fall off the map. And I was like, the, 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 the caption is, I think I bought the wrong Spider-Man. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So, anyways, that's why I jumped back in because I was like, this is a content maker. There's, like, tons of fun stuff to do and. Well, those Roblox guys, they are fucking geniuses. They figured that shit out, you know, because my son is deep in Roblox. I I look at him play it every single day. Really? Every day. All he talks about is the Roblox stuff, dude. It's huge. And it's weird because I look at it and I'm just like, I don't even want anything to do with that. And my son cannot get enough of it. But those Roblox guys, they they got the magic sauce because they have a creation platform that kids can get into. And, like, all my kid plays is, like, Stuff that other people have made. Like right now, his favorite game is it's two things. One of them is this like minecart game that he's got to get this rickety ass minecart up to like the top of a track. And he plays that thing for hours. Jeez. It looks hateful. I don't like it at all. But he he gets mad at it, but he can't stop playing it. The other thing is like a one punch man uh, one off where like he's doing serious punch and he's like flying around like Saitama in this level like punching other people. It's like an arena battler. And I'm like, so these guys, like they, they give you the platform and then they profit because the kids make all the fucking games and the kids also play the games. Yeah. It's like a self-perpetuating machine, man. So like, I mean, kudos to them. They, they crack the code. Yeah. It's a Minecraft and it's a Fortnite. you know, it's, it's that yeah. kind of world where it's an ecosystem and they made it. Um, yeah. It's not for me in the fact that like I would enjoy going in and, and playing with a bunch of, you know, they're definitely almost oh, you all know what, younger though? people. But. You know what, though? What? I know you make videos and content and stuff, but you also have another life as a game creator. And if you got into that thing and you started making some games in Roblox, if you made one that took off, dude, fucking bank. That's true, too. By the way, There's... I did buy something as soon as I went in. See? You made somebody else some bank. I did. I actually helped out five creators 
for my TikTok video for, and for my GIF. Well, there you go. You, you know need a I mean? creator in there. If you could make one of those games that these these kids, I mean, the Roblox audience, in case anybody doesn't know, it's like in the billions. Like it's like it's worldwide. It's absurd. Probably the biggest game on the planet right oh now. Oh my goodness. Maybe I'm gonna be a Roblox creator. Make a game, dude. Dude, the other well, also just like the 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 merchandise because I bought again five things that were just clothing. Oh, and like yeah. a head. Oh, I found a cat head that was my salad uh, cat. You know the salad cat that I have on my shirt? I do um, not know. Oh, man, he's so awesome. Anyways, people listening probably know the meme. There's a cat who's like in front of a plate of salad. Oh, yo, yeah, I know that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know that was called salad cat. I just, well, I don't know what it's know, called. Whatever. Either, but yeah. Anyways, it's one of my favorite shirts. And uh, I found that head. So that's my head in the game. Oh, that's funny. And anyways, like the drawing, there was like a really like I'm purposely bad drawing a Spider-Man on a shirt. And that's what I'm wearing in the in the video. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I could do those little drawings on shirts too. Well, yeah, make the assets, dude, because people buy those assets all the time. Oh, my, my kid's goodness. got like 30 different, you know, user created heads slash shirts slash outfits, backpacks, yeah. whatever. And that's money, dude. Dude, I went in for the lols, and I'm gonna become like a creator now. Here's your new career. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do it. I'll start it after this podcast. It all started right here on episode three six five. It did, and that means the title of the podcast is have something to do with Roblox, probably. We'll figure it out. All right, folks, we've got a big show, big, big show, really big show ahead of us here. If anybody gets that reference, please email me because I'd like to know. I know. Um, you get it. You get it because we're both old. Uh, let's do some housekeeping, uh, starting things off as we usually do. Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. His side, my side, things are actually a big freaking mess today. Yeah. And we're going to tidy up right here. I don't know if we're going to get through all of it, but we're going to try our best. But this is housekeeping. Carlos, what is on your side of the room this week, sir? It's too full. Like, I think we're going to basically just like leave the house at some point with a bunch of stuff in there. I, I am walking through a little alleyway that you might see on the Hoarders show. Yeah. Where, like, I'm, I'm walking through valleys of, like, newspapers and boxes and stuff. Yeah. I got too much on my side. But go ahead. You start. I'm in a little aisle where there's boxes on both sides, and I can't exactly. even see anything. Exactly. So the first thing is GTA Trailer. Which you got to bring up as first the GTA oh, trailer yeah, they, announcement. They announced, they announced that it's coming And December fifth, which is yes. very like in one day or something from this recording, two yes. days, yes. Um, which is just a trailer, whatever, and also parts of it already leaked, <laughs> which you can see some of it. Ah. Uh, I'm not telling you to do that because just wait for the developers to put. Are it you up. excited about your way more excited than I am? Are you kidding me? This no, I'm serious. I am insanely excited because okay. uh, what do I do? My world is glitched to the ground. My world exactly. is creating content. Yeah. And so open this is going to be ripe, ripe. This yeah. is going to be a big cash cow for you. This is my, I don't know if I'll ever make, yeah, I'm going to make cash. You're right. I am going to make it's cash. A, it's a clicks, it's a clicks cow. But for, for now, you. it's, yeah, it's going to be a view a cow. Views cow. But, oh, views cow is a good podcast name. Views cow is not too bad. Um, so... The December 5th trailer will, will go down. Uh, Game Awards are the 7th. So people are um, theorizing that they're going to do more GTA stuff on the Game Awards, but that Rockstar wanted to get ahead of it and do it on their own time, the trailer. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, the other thing that came out with that, besides some leaked footage, is 70%, and you don't give a shit about this, but I do, <laughs> 70% of buildings are supposedly enterable. Um, oh yeah, and I, I heard all this the ho yeah. hoopla about that. Yeah. To me, that's again, it's a dream. It's like it means every house could be random stuff in it, but is a piece of content for me. You know, something for me yeah. to do in that house. And also, even if, if I wasn't even making content, I just would love that concept. I've always bitched about it. So it only matters to me if there's something in there. If it's just empty houses and random NPCs, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. 
not in the giant excited audience for GTA. If people are excited, that's great. I know you're super excited. That's great. I'm not trying to like tear that down. But for me, I've just honestly never been that big of a GTA fan. I had a great time with San Andreas, and I felt like that was fine. And I haven't really gotten back into it since then. So I just don't feel the pull. Well, here's something kind of to your point uh, in a way, or it could be it's an issue that I'm a little. The only thing I'm afraid of with that game mm-hmm. is that we know it's a. I think it's already been talked about and leaked that it's a bonnie and clyde type story yeah um, uh, male and female yeah. co-characters yeah. yeah and then um the the issue is uh, someone on a youtube video said that one of the main writers for all the games including red dead redemption and stuff at rockstar left mm-hmm. and he left three years ago and he brought some people with him to make a new company mm-hmm. so you know writing's everything in those kind of things obviously the gta 6 online will just make print money Sure, but sure. the actual campaign I'm a little concerned with because I can see how it's done well, and then we can see how it's done kind of like phoned in in these kind of games. And I actually enjoyed Saints Row, but you can make a case for obviously that cringe writing at times. So I don't know. I think that's the only thing I'm a little nervous of. Like I just want to be in that world, but I'm I, I'm like not mm. super psyched about the story. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I, w- I will leave it up to you, and we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be one of the most talked about things of the year. But you know, I just. I just haven't found myself in that audience. I haven't really cared for the writing or the gameplay that much. I'm not a big, huge open world fan in general. Like it's got to be once, in, like one, one per year, maybe two per year at most. Like I don't like to spend too much time on those. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if it seems like it's more than the usual, maybe I'll take a look. But if it's more of the usual, I'll be like, Meh, pass. So yeah, we'll it'll probably be more of the usual, and I. Won't That's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. yeah so uh, the other thing that kind of uh, was a big news, I think, and hopefully you saw it because I sent it to you. Uh, the Fallout trailer came out. The TV show. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw you sent me the trailer. I didn't watch. It was really okay. Late. I didn't watch it, but I, I saw. It, I received it. It is pretty excellent, man. Like it. Who's could, in it? Uh, I don't know that a lot of the. I mean, actors I don't know, which is actually good. I like that. Um, I don't think I knew. Oh wait, yeah. Um, What's that guy from Justified? Hoggins, Boggins, Walt, Walt Hoggins, Walt <laughs> Walter, Boggins, Walter Goggins, Walter Goggins. He's in it. I know that. Hoggins, Boggins um, is pretty good though. That's uh, like a Lord of the Rings character. Yeah. Um, a couple other really well-known people I can't think of right now. Oh, the guy Chris Parnell's in it as a right. Cyclops, which is really right. interesting. But no, it doesn't doesn't really matter. It's like if, if the production's done well, some of the people who worked on the boys, uh, producers and stuff, worked on it. Okay. And also. Uh, not for the direction, you know, and it's not like I, mean, I don't think it's going to be as dark as that, but it just feels really good. Like, is it funny or what? What's the tone of it? It seems more serious, but also f- like oh, funny really? moments. No funny moments. It's there's like, got to be. There's got to be comedy moments. Yeah, I mean, the guy with the you know Chris Parnell is funny just in general, and he was a cyclops at a desk. You know, I mean, make, that's funny right there. Yeah, I think it's going to be enough. Okay, I, there's got to be laughs. This put this put this way. I've watched everything that has been made on the earth. Okay, True. since True. I've been born, so you True, know. correct. Uh, and I know a little bit about trailers, and when I get a spidey sense, if it's good or not, this is going to be good. That's it. All right. I'm just telling All you. Right. And I'm happy because we love Fallout, right? We do, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Fallout, yes. I don't know that I love the most recent Fallout, but I would still count myself as a Fallout fan, yes. Yeah, we're a Fallout fan of the genre. Uh, and then, I mean, do you want to go? Because I there's so many boxes. No, I've got a million things. Keep going. Okay. Uh, oh, I want to just say this at the top because I always forget it every episode. When you're playing games, and I think this is on Xbox as well. I know it's on Are you talking to me or just in general? Everybody in general. Okay. It's a general okay. statement. Gotcha. PSA. Uh, definitely is on PS5, but I don't know if it's on Xbox as well. I think it okay. is. 
the idea of developers putting in the percentage complete of a game, mm-hmm. I hate it. You hate it? Okay, I hate tell it. me Here, more. I'll tell, tell you why. Well, I just don't even need it, by the way. Unless it's like, um, I like the kind of tips or something. If I'm, you know, oh, am I close to the end or something? Maybe. But it's always wrong because it's it's going off that 100%. Yeah. And so I finish a game, and I'll talk about it on the show, and I finish the game at 60%. Yeah. So it has, I have no idea. And it also makes me feel bad in some weird way. Like, I'm playing a game right now, and I play like 20 hours of it, and it says 1%. Fuck you, dude. Oh. I think it's supposed to make you feel bad. I no. think it's supposed to drive engagement. No, no. Really? Hear me I think for sure. Like, maybe it doesn't work on you. It definitely doesn't work on me. But I know for a fact, because I talk to these people on Twitter, and I love them. No, this is not any shame or anything like that. This is just an observation. Where some people, when they see that percentage, they feel driven to, like, get more, right? Oh, or they feel goodness. like, you know, I can't stop playing this game. Even though I rolled credits, I'm only at 65%. I need to go back. You know, I don't know exactly what the what their internal dialogue is. Maybe it's because they're a completionist, or maybe they feel like they need their money's worth or whatever. And again, no shame or anything. But I know those personalities exist. I am not them. You are not them. But I, I would imagine that works like a magic spell on certain people to wow. drive them back to drive engagement. I, w- I would bet you. Okay. Well, to all of you, more power to you. I just am running from the, uh, that direction. Well, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I... I like the idea of it because I like to know how long until I'm done with the game, but you are correct in it saying doesn't those work. are whack. Yeah. They're whack, yeah. Yeah. You should be able to choose that like in user settings. It's like, are you going for achievements? Yes or no. Or do you just want to know how many chapters are left? Right. Like, I would like to know out of, you know, out of 10 chapters, if I'm in chapter nine, it'll say 90% done. Okay, good. That's useful to me. But if it's counting all the fucking achievements and all the secrets and stuff, and it shows me at 17% and I'm almost done, then that's not useful to me. Yeah, exactly. Guess what yeah, I did exactly. for the game I beat, uh, which we'll talk about in two seconds. I had to go to M- uh, YouTube and look at a walkthrough. Oh, okay. Right? And then go, oh, I just, I'm going to follow up where I am. And it, look, it says an hour left. Uh, and so, you're like at 40% or something. And I was shit. at 40%, yeah. So yeah. it's like, I just, anyways, that's my PSA. I hate them. I just, or, right. or fix them so that they have, like you said, two options. In the current implementation, I agree with you. Yeah. I hate him as well. Yeah. Uh, last couple things. Another kind of announcement, Dragon's Dogma, finally. Uh, the, yeah. The, the showcase. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, I don't care about watching it. I'm going to go in cold, and I'm going to just eat that yeah, whole thing up. Yeah. I, I watched it enough to just <clears throat> kind of get some ideas. One is that it's taking place in an alternate universe for some reason. Um, so they can do different type of monsters and things. There's like a huge mech Thing, like you a, mean oh you mean not in the tradition not in the number one dragon's dog yeah universe, it's a, a dragon's okay. dog multi- multiverse whatever mm. i don't know and they showed a uh what's it called the shadow colossus moment where like they're all jumping on this huge rope. oh yeah but it's kind of robotic in a way like and that's why i think it's a multiverse thing well there was portals and stuff in the original dragon's dog but they could very true. easily make the case that it's the same world but a different dimension or something yeah that was it. that yeah. was canon that was in there it was and it just allows them to do like different creatures and things like that uh, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. March 22nd. There you go. We'll both be playing it, playing the shit out of it. I'm going to play the my alarm. shit out Set of it. my game. alarm right now. Uh, by the way, there was a Greedfall DLC coming. Is that right? Greedfall 2 DLC? Yeah. The, uh, Greedfall yeah, 2 so. DLC, I think, is coming. I know it. I believe so. Uh, and l- two things lastly. One is a really big one. So the game of the year is coming up soon. Um, yes. I'm not ready at all, but okay. I will get ready. Uh, we have December. You've got a month. Yep. And I thought as part of that, you know, obviously send us your favorites and your most, your one most disappointing one. And then what's, what's it you say? I don't know mention or I was something. just about to say that. Yes. Yeah. So everybody listening, 
we're going to be collating our game of the year coverage just like we always do. So what we want from you, dear listener, is to send us your top three games in order if you can. We prefer them in order, like a top one, two, and three. Uh, send us your top three games of 2023 in whatever way you want to define those. And one disappointment, your biggest disappointment of 2023. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I played a 2022 game in 2000. I don't care. What It, does, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Whatever game you had, whatever game you liked, just send us your top three and your one disappointment. Please. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna talk about like three games today that I that came out a long time ago. So and they yeah, might yeah, be yeah. one of my games of the year. We're not sticklers for that. No. And then the other thing I thought to add to that, here we go. Okay. Spring it on you right now. Yes. Is please give us your favorite uh, podcast title. Because and what do you mean by that, Carlos? So we did this last year where we went through all the podcasts, or I did, and uh, did. yes, <laughs> I listed all of the I thought favorite, you know really good um, titles that we have. Like, give us an example of what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to give you, like, six, because I just thought... Excellent. I, I grabbed, right, like, the last, like, six or seven I thought were good that came out recently. Okay. So these are podcast names that we come up with organically in the for show. For each episode. For each episode. Which, by the way, for years and years, is pretty impressive. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back on that one. <laughs> Think about it. That's a lot of names of shows. It uh, is. So here are some that recently we uh, listed. Temporarily Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Turkey Head, yep. Two Hours Sleep, yep. Chicken Armor, favorite yep. of mine. Chicken Armor is good. You're not Beyonce yet, that, which is also good. That's a very good. Unready Player One, uh-huh. and Collect Wood to Get Wood, which was also a good. A one. Very That's good funny. one. So all yeah. those I love. Right, we have I don't how many shows a year. So I'm gonna try do my best. I mean, we're doing at least 52 shows a year. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find all of them and find what I think are our favorites, and then we'll pick our favorite on the show. The game of the year show, but we would love to have your suggestions. Yeah, so go to wherever it is that you listen to the show, and if you look at the title, you can be able to scroll down. You should see it in the notes of the show, or you know, if you go to Game Critics and go to the podcast tab, they're all listed there as well. You can pretty quickly scroll through those. So if you like, uh, pick out some of them titles and send us which ones you thought were the good ones. There you go. And last two things: one is a callback, and one is really quick. One the day before, which I always bring up. The weird zombie shooter the thing. The zombie survival open yeah. world, kind of like the Division sort of a thing. Yeah, and people don't think it's real, but it's obviously coming out. Uh, it's supposedly coming out in two days of the time this recording. What? Yeah. Uh, two days? Early access for Steam only. I have uh, gotten zero PR on that motherfucker. Well, September, oh, December, December 7th, sorry. So not two days, but I mean, still less soon. than a week. It's like yeah. four days. Early access, whatever. I'm going to do it, I'm, of course, for the show and for me. I'm just going to try sure. it. Sure. Um, so it's, I don't know. Every time I hear more about it, I think it is a real game and actually going to be maybe fun. So we'll see. And then lastly, I said I'd never talk about it again, but I am. <laughs> Starfield, really quickly. I oh, have to mention God. this. Starfield, yes. Um, it's the bane of our existence, really, of our podcast. It's the bane well, of our podcast. Gonna, it's funny you bring that up because I'm about to bring it up in two seconds. Okay, well, ahead. let me bring up the first yeah. thing I, is, and it is ridiculous, and I just have to point it out. Everybody on the internet's already pointed it out, but it's just kind of interesting, uh, adjacent to the you know our reviews, which, by the way, again, in retrospect, I could still say it's a seven. Just don't tell everybody. It's fine. Yeah, seven. yeah. Um, so a bunch of Starfield reviews came out, obviously, on Steam, and a ton of them that were like literally given – from people who play the game for like 90 hours, 100 hours. Like these are people who not just like, you know, bullshit reviews. They have, they have put that game through its paces. They put that game through its paces. They had some, you know, legitimate comments. Like one was like, you know, the empty planets. I'm not having as much fun because I don't, you know, there's nothing there. And it's not like a, a Bethesda game. 
And so Bethesda decided to start replying to some of these. Mm-hmm. Which have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Oh, no. it's definitely making the rounds. So the one person who said like it's these empty, you know, bl- barren planets. I don't really find fun in that. They go well. Actually, if you were, remember the astronauts when they went to the moon, this is Bethesda saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think they had a good time? I think they did. What? Oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. god! Hold on. Oh it my gets god! Worse. It gets oh, worse. Oh Jesus! Okay. Then the other ones were like, oh, you know, I don't, ha- I'm not having any fun. I, I, I've, you know, it doesn't feel like a Bethesda game, or whatever, something similar. And they're like, they basically said they were wrong. They're like, well, actually, it is exciting and fun if you oh, just like pick a different class. And there's all these other things you can do to make the game feel different. See, when you, so they're dead. They're dead. They're they killed de- themselves. Yeah, they a- shot themselves in the fucking head because when you're a developer and you tell your players they're playing it wrong. You've got that backwards, my friend. You fucked up because you need to provide the fun. You cannot rely on people finding their own fun. That's a especially that is the, the craziest thing I've ever heard. I know, and I'm not going to go through all of them because it's it's exhausted. But and I'm not sure who it is at Bethesda. Maybe it's a few different people. Maybe it's they need outsourced. to tell that guy or or a girl or whoever. Yeah, they need to tell those people to, to stop playing. Yeah, yeah. So it's already done damage. You know, people are like, "Fuck," but the uh, Elder Scrolls, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird, and it it feels. Like, you know, par for the course in a way. It feels like part of that whole cycle, their marketing cycle. Like, this is the best thing. It still is the best thing. Todd Howard in all of his interviews would be like, yeah, well, you know, he'd always talk uh, yeah. down or what's it called? Back talk or something. Um, yeah, he'd walk it back. Walk it back. Bit, yeah. yeah, a lot. So, anywho, that's that. I'm never going to talk about that game again. Um, well, just to kind of tag on to the end oh, of Oh, yeah, you bit. have something. Uh, well, I have something else, but this is kind of in reference to something that you mentioned that we were kind of early. You know, we 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 were probably one of the earliest people online to post a review because we had the game, you know, pre-release and everything. And we posted our early impressions like five hours after we played in this, this famous thing. And we didn't care for it that much. And we got so much hate. And I was talking to somebody yesterday about a completely different topic, not game related. It was actually medical related. We were talking about the guy who discovered that you should wash your fucking hands before you operate on people because of germs. That guy, he was the guy who started this. He's like, you know, wait a minute. There's germs. It's on our hands. It's getting into people's bodies. It's killing people. We should wash our hands. You think they listen to that guy? Fuck no. Mm. He was the laughingstock of the medical profession. In fact, he not only did he get like driven out of being a doctor, he was actually committed because they thought he was crazy. So fast forward 100 years, everybody like washes their hands 24-7, hand sanitizer. That guy was right. And the point being, when you are right, but you're early, yeah. when you are one of the first people to talk truth to what's going on, you are always the villain, dude. And that kind of pings back to what we were doing. We were one of the first people to go online and say, eh, this game isn't that great. And we became like the complete villain of the internet for like a week or two weeks. Uh, but I think we were proven true in the end, just like Mr. Handwashing. 100%, Mr. Handwashing. Yeah. And also, like, was it Galileo or some of these, like, yeah, astronomers? Yeah, around the sun, sun around the earth. Yeah, they're that like, guy. that guy, you're in prison or dead. They, they killed yeah. those people. Yeah, he was in prison, and then eventually, I think he just either committed suicide or was killed for heresy, but he was right, bro was right. There's a you lot know? of scientists that, like, yeah. had, like, depressing endings. Yeah, and when you are the first person to sound the alarm or to bring a truth to people... They do not want it. They are they are not welcoming of you. So I guess everybody who saw our Starfield review, you're welcome. We took that bullet for you. It's true. It's true. All, All right. right. Well, I didn't expect that, but I am done with the boxes for now. I'm leaving a bunch of things. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to leave them there. Let's leave them there. Okay. So 
quick circle back. Uh, I'm thinking about games of the year. There's still a bunch I haven't gotten to yet. And my wife uh, recently finished off what she was playing. She wanted a new game and she was in the mood for a Souls-like. My wife does play Souls-likes when she's in the mood. She's played, I think, almost all of them and she's finished almost all of them. But she hadn't tried Liza P. And I'm like, okay, well, that was one that I thought was pretty cool. I didn't finish it, but I recommended it to her. So she's going through it. She's playing it. She's liking it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, fuck, that's a good game. I got to get back to that, man. Like, mm. nothing more to say other than, you know, I liked it okay on the show, but I didn't have, I, I wasn't in the headspace for it at the time when we were talking about it on the show. I wasn't in the mood for Souls. And so I'm watching it go through. She's like almost done with it, I think. And I'm like, man, that looks like a fun game. I got to go back and play that. I got to, I want to get back into that. So I think I may, I may revisit before the end of December for that one. We'll see. But that that's a good game. I really do like parts of it. I like the aesthetic and the style. I just, I mean, I'm going to just straight up say it. I wish there was a little bit of an easier mode. Just, I agree. I fully agree. I, I just don't agree. give a shit about, like we talk about every time. Like, I don't want to get better at uh, dodging or parrying. I just want to, like, live this world and beat these bosses and have fun in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny you say that because that's kind of um, where I was landing on it. Like, when we talked about it on the show, if you think back, I don't know, 50 episodes or, or whatever, I was like, you know... Looking at it critically, there's nothing really about it that makes it stand out from the rest of the genre, except it's just got a really extremely high cool factor. And I really like the cool factor of like the character, the aesthetics, the world design. And if there was like a super easy mode, I would be like, oh, fuck yeah. I just want to like blow through this and just check out the mech designs and check out the ruined world and check out the hunters with the animal masks and stuff. It's all so cool. I mean, I'm going to go back and play it regardless, but... Yeah, so it's just interesting. I think it's it's something worth talking about again, and we may talk about it uh, later on this month. Yeah, we'll it, see. Might, it might hit the honorable mentions at least. And, at least, at least. And yeah. I think I own it. Maybe I own it too because it's you know me. I just like buy things. So it's like, on Game Pass still. Oh, Game! I don't have that Game Pass, but oh, okay. maybe I'll get it again. There we go. All, All right. right, circling back to Lake Seasons Greetings, which I talked about last episode. Just want to do a quick mention. I I finished that game, and I have to say. After finishing that game, I really felt a kind of profound sense of loss. I was really sad when it was over. Um, If you go back and listen to that episode, I think I was kind of along the lines of like, oh, I wasn't expecting DLC. It's not something I really wanted. Once I started playing it, I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted, but then I kind of got into a groove with it. Uh, For those that don't remember, Lake is the game where you play as a post office person and you just deliver mail like once a day and you talk to the people on your route. And that's really all it is. Like, it's like there's no combat. There's no monsters. It's just delivering the mail and talking to people. And I got in this groove of just doing one one route in the morning. First thing I get up, do my half hour mail delivery, chat to the folks, and then just be done for the day. And it was such a cool, warm, cool and warm, boy, look at me. Uh, It was such a cool as in fun, warm as in heartwarming, comforting kind of a thing. And now that it's over, I'm like, ah, man, I kind of want to play a little bit more of that because it was like my happy place, I think. Yeah. It kind of snuck up on me. I didn't think it would, but it did. And I, I kind of miss it, man. That, I know those kind of games where you're like, this is just kind of part of my routine. Yeah. You know what it's like? is like a good show. Yeah. Like when that yeah. show is out of your life. Like I just finished a couple of things. I, I, I can't remember which one it was. But I finished one and I was like, oh, there's no more episodes. Yeah. That's it. You know? And that's like, I, I like being in that world and it made me feel cozy. Oh, dude, same. It was like that with us for Beauty and the Beast from the 80s uh, um, with that lady, Linda Hamilton. And what's the other guy? Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were watching that like one episode a night. That was our grown-up show where we would like make some popcorn and snuggle up and watch that show. And it wasn't the best show in the world. Season three was terrible. But like we just got in the habit of watching that. That was our kind of like our our husband and wife place. And when we ran out episodes, I was like, oh my God, like I want to watch more of that, but there is no more. We watched it all. And my wife was like, Oh my god, I know. I was feeling the same thing. So 
you sometimes get in that groove, and it's if it's a good groove, it's I don't know, it's like a warm blanket or something, man. I don't know. Well, uh, R.I.P. Lake for now. Yeah. Maybe there'll be yeah. new DLC. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, okay, so next thing, I thought about bringing this to the show, but I decided not to because I haven't seen enough of it. But I really, really feel like I need to let people know that the Talos Principle 2 exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so Talos Principle 1 was one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, did you ever play it, Carlos? I don't know if I you did. played it. Probably, probably I not your jam. Yeah, I don't like puzzle games. So it's not my jam. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely more puzzly, right, than anything else. Yeah, the original Talos Principle uh, is a very heavy on the puzzles, but there's also a very cool hard sci-fi story. Um, and it... I don't want to, I'm not even sure how much to even spoil about it, but basically you wake up as a robot uh, and you're doing these puzzles as a way to kind of train your AI routine. So there's a reason for it. You're not just doing puzzles randomly. Like there's, there's a logic to it. And I, you know, I struggle to talk about it because I feel like it's so amazing that I want to talk about it, but I also feel like it's also amazing to find out for yourself and I don't want to spoil everything about it. But that was Talos Principle number one. Um, And I liked it a lot when I, there was too much puzzling for me. Like it was, it was a little bit too much puzzle. But I was so invested in the story that I had to see it through. It's got one of the best endings I've ever seen in a game. One of the best final legs I've ever seen in a game. Mm. When it all comes together and shows you what it's got under the hood, it's fucking amazing. Especially if you like hard sci-fi, um, Asimov or something like that. Anything to do with AI ethics, anything like that. A lot of ethics in that game, which is cool. So I had a great time with that ultimately. And then Talos Principle Two came out to like crickets i don't know of anybody else that has played it or even knew that it was out um the pr people that i talked to were giving it a really hard push but it was just really bad timing this is a a game year that is just ripe with this really killer stuff and there's so much to play it's really easy for even really really remarkable things to get drowned out so um they did send me a code thank you very much to the publishers for that and i was uh, you know to be honest as much as i loved talus principle number one and i love it like capital l loved it I was afraid that the developers would do the same thing again and just be like, just more puzzles. And I was like, I I mean, it's one of those things where you you had the experience you don't want to return to because it was so good and like that's all you needed and that was fine. So I was a little bit scared and I didn't trust in the developers, right? I didn't trust that they were going to have the right idea for the the sequel, right? So Mm -hmm. they sent me the the code. I don't know really anything about it because no one's talking about it. I've heard zero buzz. Nothing, nothing. Most people don't even know it came out this year. And so I start playing the game basically cold and it starts out just kind of what I was afraid. I was like, oh, no, it's more puzzles. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, it's a little bit different. I get past the opening chapter, which is like maybe, I mean, I guess 20 minutes if you're good at puzzles, maybe a little bit longer if you're not. And as soon as I get past the opening chapter, fucking mind blown. I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's so fucking cool. I can't. I don't. Like, I hesitate to even talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. Well, don't. Anything. Yeah, I get, I'm not I get what you're it. saying. It's like a total flip or something. Yeah, they give you that first opening chapter, which is absolutely a callback and a connection to the first Talos Principle. Um, so you're going to know right away what's going on. And that's what I was afraid of. I was like, I don't want to just go back to that, right? But the developers were like, no, 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 bro, we got you. They pick up the story. Um, so the only thing I'll say about this is that the Talos Principle 2 picks up the exact same story. 1,000 years after the end of Talos Principle number one. So if you know how that game turned out, you might even have an idea of where that's going to go or what's going to happen. But it's 1,000 years later, and things have changed, and the world has changed, and the game has changed. Like, there are puzzles for sure. There's still puzzles to do, but there's so much more than that. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like fucking nerding out so hard about how fucking awesome it is. Like... 
the the caveat that I will say also is that I think that you will the people who are going to get the most out of this game are people who finished the Talos Principle number one. Now I don't know right. how many people finished it, and in general, only like ten percent of people finish their games or something like that. But I feel like the story that was told in Talos Principle number one is fucking one of my favorite all time game stories ever of all history. Um, that's just a fantastic sci-fi story that is perfectly melded to the game that it's in. And if you saw that game all the way through, you know what it was ultimately talking about. You know where it ultimately went. And then if you play Talos Principle number two, it picks it up and just keeps running with that same idea, which I never thought they would do. I didn't believe it. I didn't think they were going to go for it. They fucking went for it. And they fucking... Ah, it's like so fucking good, dude. That's I'm just good. Like, oh, I'm dying. It's so good. It's so good. That's the best so, when it comes. Yeah, sequel. If you really enjoyed that first story, oh man, to have I'm them do like, that and then flip oh. it a little bit too. I mean, you're making me want to go back to play the original because if there's a button, I'm sure there is a, something in the menu that says easy puzzle or something. Uh, I don't know what there might be something. I, I think they're probably is. you know like skip puzzle or something like that. Like probably that because I do like the world and I like the AI and the, like you said the ethics question. So oh my I remember God, starting yes. it liking the thing and then going, getting stuck on a puzzle and being like uh, Lee bye bye see ya I'm, yeah, I'm out of here yeah and that's really the thing right because I'm not generally a puzzle guy either but I was compelled the, the story kept me in right that was a good example of the story being so good that I was compelled to play through the parts that I wasn't as in love with right yeah yeah so I did stick it out and and to be perfectly honest there's a lot of fucking puzzles in the talents principle number one it's you're going to be doing quite a bit of puzzling so you got to kind of just get ready for that but is it worth it for me as a sci-fi fan absolutely yes and to see where it led in talents principle 2 just fucking just like oh my god like i i'm just gushing ah there's so many things i want to say about it but i can't say anything it's right i will say one thing though yes kudos to the developers for giving you the choice to either play in first person or third person which is like amazing it's the best of both worlds i get why it doesn't work in every game but in many games i think it would work and i love playing in third person so thank you very much to developers because it started out in first and i'm like you know i remember seeing a third person go to the menu boop there it is click third person game still works perfectly no problem i love seeing my little robot dude walk around it's great so thank you very much appreciated all right, well, I'll check it out already. Come on. I will you circle back. Me. I'm, I'm going to have to circle back. I'm going to have to circle back. And I know that this is a very edge case thing. There's a lot of caveats and everything. But, man, I'm playing this game, and I'm like, shit, I got to talk to somebody about this. I wish more people were playing this. It's so fucking good, dude, for sure. Anyway, okay. okay, I'll go back and play the first one. Uh, okay, other things to talk about. Shadow Gambit, one of my favorite games of the year, coming from Mimi Me Studios, who released their best game ever, and then... Close the studio. Like, what? Yeah. That was fucking weird. And they chose to do it on their own, I believe. It wasn't like a studio um, force shutdown. I think they decided they had been working really hard for a long time, and they needed a break, and they wanted to do something else. I wish they had just taken a vacation, but they closed the whole studio. Uh, they will be greatly missed. I'm pouring one out for my homies, literally, right now. Um, but Shadow Gambit is uh, the turn-based tactics pirate game, which I love. It's fucking phenomenal. One of my favorite games of the year. The studio announced right off the bat, as soon as the game came out, that they were closing. I wept for like a week. I was inconsolable. My Mm -hmm. wife didn't know what to do. But they just announced that they're going to be going out with a bang. They are releasing two DLCs at the same time as their final hurrah and their goodbye to the fans. Oh, cool. So each DLC, they're coming out on December 6th, so in three days. Uh, Each one will have a brand new island, a brand new character, and a brand new story campaign. So it's not just like more gameplay. It's like actual story stuff that you're going to want to do. So this is like, 
the best parting gift we could have ever asked for. I would have been happy with one. We're getting two, which I think is going to be me eating well. And I'm just really, really grateful to me, me, me for all of their years uh, of service, for all the games they put out. Everyone's a banger. And I'm just so happy that I was around um, to enjoy their games. And I am really sad that they're gone. But hopefully those people will move on to other things and we'll see them again in some other form in the future. But anyway, yeah. two more Shadow Gambit DLCs on December 6th. I'm absolutely going to jump right into those ASAP. That's cool. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, being excited for the DLC for Cyberpunk. I was like, oh, oh yeah, there's a final kind of piece to this story. Yep, it's exactly. Nice. Exactly. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, reminder that we now have a Patreon. We talked about it last week. Last week was the first week that we had a Patreon. I don't have an elevator pitch prepared, uh, but just for those who weren't around last week or you missed that episode or didn't catch it, uh, Patreon is there. We've had many people who said they wanted to donate to the podcast, and we finally have provided an avenue to do so. Nothing is behind a paywall. All the episodes will come out as normal. If you like the show, you're going to get the show. You're not going to miss anything. Uh, the only thing is that we are having a Discord channel for people who donate at the $5 level or above. So if you don't care about Discord, no big deal. You're not going to miss nothing. If you do want to chat with me and Carlos, you can jump in the Discord for 5 bucks a month to support the show, if you wish. If you um, wish. So, if you wish. But people uh, jumped on that right off the bat. And I do want to give a big thanks to, number one, John from Gaming in the Wild. Kicked in, became a patron. Thank you very much, John. Also, big thanks to Jay Brent. Big thanks to Simon. And big thanks to Jay Monster, my homie. Uh, so all those people join the Patreon. They all have access to the Discord. We're chatting uh, in in our little comfy little game zone. And thanks to those people. And if you want to join us in the Patreon, please feel free. Or if you want to just kick in a buck or something, that would be appreciated. And if you like the show but you can't donate, that's no problem at all. We love you anyway. You're not going to miss out on nothing. There's no paywall for the show. So, yeah. And next go. week, I'm going to jump more into the Discord. I was in there for a little bit. but I'll Sounds be in good. Sounds good. The final piece of housekeeping for me is we got our wrapped. We got our wrapped from... Audacity? No, no, not, not Audacity. Audacity. Uh, no, no, Spotify. Spotify. That's what yeah, it is. I was I got ask if we had ours. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, so this is only a partial view because we're actually on multiple services, and the other services haven't sent us their wrapped as well. And by the way, I love that this is a thing now. I love these things. Do you like these things? I love them because now here's the thing: I don't use Spotify unless podcasts. I actually use uh, YouTube Music, and okay. uh, they also did one. Oh, okay, cool. And cool. they actually did one a little bit different, and I, you know, I always like different take. So, yeah, yeah I can tell you a couple of the things that happened to mine. Okay, yeah, I just love the kind of here. Here's what happened, you know. The, yeah, the it's year. really fun. It's really fun. I like these a lot. So this is what we got in relation to Spotify, and that's not including, you know, like I said, uh, the other SoundCloud and Apple and all the other places that we are. But anyway, this is interesting. So, uh, our let's see, our number one listened show was our 2022 Game of the Year show. Yep. We got 462% more listeners on that one. Nice. So people like a goatee show, clearly. Um, so our audience, we had 137% growth this year, which I think sounds pretty good. All right. Of that 137... Okay, so of our total... Okay, this is funny. Getting back to Starfield, out of our total audience right now, 22%, fully one-fifth of our current audience came in on the Starfield show. Nice. So that fucking game, fuck that game every which way, but that game uh, brought in, like, it increased our, our entire audience ship by 20%. So that's, that's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. We need, we need to do more controversial content. Uh, well, I mean, there needs to be controversies, I guess. No, I mean, there are, we just don't. We need to dig into that more. I'll, I'll no, get no, on we'll it. See. I'll get on we'll it. See. Uh, also, uh, let's see. We are heard in 33 countries, which I think is great. You want to take a guess at our top five countries? 
The U.S. U.S. is number one. Canada. Nope. Really? No Canada. They were not in the top five. UK, I mean, I'm sure there are. U.K. U.K. is number four. Yep. Um, Germany? Nope. Um, Mexico? Mexico is number two. Okay, got it. So U.S., Mexico, U.K. I don't know the other one. So number three, Spain. Oh, okay. And number five, Colombia. Hola. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Mi, no, really mi nombre es Carlos, but I don't hablo español. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It seems like we're really big in some of the Latin countries. That's awesome. Oh, so. I got to get better at Spanish. I'm like, okay, hold on. Carlos loads up his Duolingo. Do it right now. Okay. and uh, Learn it. Well, I'm going to learn it. You know, it's going to take time. But No, do it quick now. Uh, um, um, <laughs> lo siento. Uh Okay, that's good okay. enough. No mas, okay. no mas. No mas, no mas. So, all right, shout out to everybody in those countries. And, of course, shout out to everybody in the other countries as well. That's awesome. Gracias. Uh, let's see. And let's see. We produced 19% more content in 2023 than we did in 2022. Okay. So, our, I guess our shows are longer because we're not doing more than one show a week, but I guess we must be doing 20% longer shows. Wow. Yeah, that makes you sad, some right? Some days it feels like it. You know what I'm know. saying? <laughs> Ooh-wee. Can slow this stop this podcast by I now. know, right? And the final little tidbit that I thought was worth sharing. Uh, so most of our uh, listeners come from direct links or from shared links. It doesn't really come from Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else that we advertise. Like, it's mostly coming from people doing direct links or shared links. Our number one most shared show, it's not the Game of the Year show, you probably won't be able to guess it. You want to take a guess what our number one most shared show was? It was kind of a special one. Uh, shared show. So something that like that went viral for us this year. Uh, not you, so. you probably have no idea. I have no idea. Just tell me. It was a show that was called Supron, where we had the people where Ron wrote in. We read his letter. We titled it after him, and that ended up being our most viral shared show of the entire uh, year. Again, it's like interaction with yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah, so again, what's up, Ron? I guess we owe you a second round of thanks because if it wasn't for your email and our our continuing relationship with us as the podcaster and you as the fan, we wouldn't have had this uh, most shared show. That's kind of an interesting little happenstance there. It is, but the other story there and the other storylines that could appear is that you could also be Ron. You can send us an email and we could, you know... Maybe oh, go you mean viral, like, like number list, two? Not me. I mean, I'm like, I'm not Ron. What no, someone else can uh, you know, email in oh, yes. who are listening. Oh, yeah. And you it could, could be, be the another next Ron. One. Yeah. Although there's no replacing Ron. Ron is Ron. You Ron can't replace is Ron. Ron. You'd be but you could be someone who is, who is equally cool as Ron or someone who yeah. is another cool person like Ron. So Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah, I like those. That's all the housekeeping I have. That was a quite a bit. Anything left on your plate, Carlos? Any last little Looking tidbits? Looking at the clock 42 minutes into the episode already. There's our 20% more podcast. There it is. There um, it is. We I, delivered. Just going to really quickly, I don't think you would know my top five artists uh, from YouTube Music. But oh, you man. want to take a guess, and you will never get them. But I will never guess. I mean, is it like EDM people, or like who do you listen to? Like, have we never talked about music on this show? No, we didn't talk about. It. We almost never talk about. It. Almost. Wow, never. that's so weird. We talk about everything else. Like in we mentioned shows Grimes. And Grimes comes up every third episode. Grimes should be on there, but no, not this year. So this is this is a big Kendrick Lamar year for me. Uh, really? He was my I didn't first. Know that. Yeah, he was my first uh, one, and then Nirvana because I went back. Wow. Okay. All year and kind of like used them for inspiration. All right. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, Little Yachty's on there mainly because the song called Poland and Strike Two. There's these like these singles that like are super like one minute long songs. Uh-huh. So I'd like play them more than once. 
So I think that counts for something. Okay. Uh, and then zero seven zero shake, which you don't definitely don't know who that is. I don't even know who that is. She's yeah. amazing, and I like every one of her songs. And anybody listening, check out zero seven zero shake. Um, I yeah. gotta write, I gotta write that down. How do you, this is like like literally like zero seven? I think you would number? actually dig it. It's like it's such an interesting kind of soft, but then like a little bit of um, uh, not electronica, but just a female singer, and it's just fucking great. All that has soul. It all has soul. Okay. okay. And Cocoon is my favorite song, and that's the one that got replayed a lot. Uh, and also, Baby Keem was on there because I listened to him a lot this year. Hmm. Interesting. Anywho, uh, I mean, well, let me give a couple too, since we're doing music. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, I could do more, but that's all I'll do. I mean, you listen to way more music than I do. I, you know, just putting it out there, I don't listen to a lot of music. I just am. I don't. I don't not like music. I like music. I'm not anti music. I just don't find that. Uh, well, I think part of it is I can't write when i'm listening to music i need like quiet when i'm doing my writing i'm like one of those people where all my brain is like focused on doing writing and i do a lot of writing so i can't hear anything when i'm doing writing otherwise i get distracted yeah, yeah, which probably sense. explains most of it right uh, but i think my f- my most listened to by far this year was carolyn polachek which is probably the same as it was last year i love her uh one of my all-time favorite singers who was from um chairlift but she went off and did her own thing and then also listening to a lot of Magdalena Bay, which love them as well. Um, a couple other people, but probably those are my two most listened to. I just, I just like click onto their entire like catalog and I just start at like song one and just play all the way through. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, all right. wait, hold on. I want to say one more thing. What? Cause I, yeah. who else am I going to tell this to? <clears throat> who? Um, the, the other YouTube music rap thing. Cause yeah. YouTube music does its own. And I think it's really cool. But like this one says you listen to 6,000 minutes of music, which is interesting. 266 different artists okay. this year, which shows you the kind of That's range. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you got like a lot of variety there. Like I like variety. And then I like they, they make an album cover for you. They show like they basically take all the moods and feel from the different um, music you're listening to and they make an album cover, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really cool. And then hold on. Overall, your music is – oh, yeah. Overall, your music this year was – and it's like different themes. Yeah. 30% sad. <laughs> because <laughs> if anybody knows i always say it like every show that i've like been fighting this fucking health thing so yeah sad is my number one genre thanks god i mean thanks. that could go. easily be my genre as well with everything going on in the world right now that's i think 30 percent is too. low for me yeah yeah that's low all right so. closing the doors get the fuck out of this house closing the door we're out of housekeeping let's get on to the main portion of the show all right, first up, uh, let's go to you, Carlos, for Gangs of Sherwood. I was actually surprised to see you playing this one. Uh, from what I know about this, this is the uh, online kind of, I don't know, what, team-based multiplayer where you're like uh, Robin Hood and his Merry Men sort of a thing? Is, yeah. that, is that what this is? That's pretty much it. Um, and the reason I play a lot of these games that you go, why would he even play that? Is because, well, one, this is a, um, you know, it has melee in it. It has a action-y, I want to say RPG, but action combat kind of style game. Mm-hmm. And also, if it if it says it's multiplayer, but you can also play it single player, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me try then. Because I don't want to play with other people. Same. So, yeah, it Same. was kind of like, it's always like a challenge, basically. Okay. That's the real okay. reason. I go, oh, you, don't, you think there's a multiplayer game? Can I play solo? Cool. I'm going to play solo. I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you is literally what the factor is when these kind of games come out. Yeah. So yeah. I I think I did show them, by the way. Spoiler. I did show them. <laughs> you did it. Um, it's a fun game. It's 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 got like uh, a couple, I don't know. Um, it's got some issues or whatever, and it's really simple. But what is the game? Yeah, in general, you like 
can squat up with up to four people and be the uh, merry men. So okay. you can be all the famous, in quotes, famous, you know, merry men of Robin Hood to go, you know, do these missions and give give uh, back to the poor, you know, steal from the rich kind of oh, thing. Oh, so there are missions. I was wondering if it was just like an online battle arena sort no, of thing. No, no, no. It's like a straight up story and there's a campaign. And it's, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, and of course, there's other like free modes and different modes and stuff like that for the multiplayer stuff. But for me, it's like, you know, yeah, rob the rich, give to the poor and and then equip yourself and make yourself better. Um, and yeah, I just didn't do any of the co-op. So like actual story campaign, like there's an ending to the campaign? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's oh, definitely chapters. Okay. I didn't yeah. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was just like an, you know, like a like an Overwatch sort of a thing maybe. No, 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 not at all. Oh, okay. So good. that's again okay, another reason why I was like if it's if it's got any sort of story and it says it should be multiplayer, I'm like, let me try. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can do it. You can definitely do it solo. There's definitely different uh, difficulty modes. I think I'm on easy probably. Um, I might even be on normal. It's not super hard. And there's a little bit of bullet sponginess at times, but in general, just with the bosses. Um, actually, that first boss was very bullet spongy, and I didn't like it because it was like it's geared towards four people. You sure, know? of course. So they don't—they probably don't scale it down. They for didn't that. scale. But, I don't feel like. But they tell didn't me scale about. It. Walk me through like what you're doing. First person, yeah, third, so third person. person like, what are you game, doing? Third person action game. Okay. And each you know character has different skills. I picked. Um, oh no, I forgot her name. Mary. Marion. Mary. Is that the Mary? Is she? Mary? I mean, I know, here's what I know. I know there's Maid Marian. Maid Marian. Friar that's Tuck, I am. I'm Maid Marian. Robin Hood. And yeah, that's, that's all I know. Friar Tuck. I was gonna be because he's got this huge hammer, and I'm normally melee. But I've been finding a lot of fun in the rogue class in Diablo. Yeah, ever since Diablo. Yeah. yeah. So I picked her because she's definitely the fast one with with knives, and you know, I really like playing like that. And guess what? Her dodge roll's amazing. Oh, okay, good. I mean, good. like really good. And right. so you go through third person. You have like a, a main like kind of uh, bay or something. What do you mean, like a hub? Like a hub bay, yeah. And okay, gotcha. That's like where you um, you know kind of upgrade yourself and stuff like that. And then uh, you go out to do missions right from there. So it does again feel very arcadey, feel very co-op-y. So even though it's a world building, you're in this huge castle and you upgrade yourself, whatever. Then you go to the zone, which is a big circle. You know, and whoever's there gets in that circle, and then you go to the campaign. So you're like just transported to the, oh, the woods, gotcha. you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then you just do like a level, but the levels are they feel like you know the world. So that's it, and you fight monsters and get uh, you know coins and stuff like that. You can smash are you doing everything. a lot of platforming? Is it more no. of like straight up combat, or like what? Describe the actual like the game, the moment to moment gameplay. Well, I mean, you play these kind of games where it's just kind of an action game where you go through a level. Like you know, it's like start here. What's that one that we? Both played it with sci-fi, or no, I've liked uh, Outriders. Outriders. Oh, okay. So just like it's that okay. style where it's like go through this. It looks like a world, you know. Whatever. This one's a forest. The next one's like a castle, whatever. And you go through it, you know, from point A to point B. And they're not sideways. randomly generated. No, no, no. It's a okay. story. And then there's a boss map probably at the end. Oh, um, okay. And traditional so that's action game level kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then. Um, yeah, again, each class has a different kind of style, and of course, I picked the fast style. There's things like um, you can throw out these knives that kind of hang around the enemy, and then when you hit a button, they all hit them, which is super well, fun cool. to do. Yeah. I just found everything really fun, and by the way, it's 60 frames per second. Uh, I'm playing it on PlayStation, <laughs> and it makes a difference. Like It really just feels so vibrant and good. You know, um, Interesting. The graphics aren't like amazing, but it's not about that. Uh, there's very, very clearly invisible walls. You know, they don't let you go gotcha. anywhere gotcha. you're not supposed to. And 
it's just all kind of like, you know, what you should be doing, like having fun with your friends, and that's what they want you to do and go through the levels. But, yeah, I played it solo. I had an okay, like, kind of fun time with it. Did and you finish it? No, no, no. Okay. It's a pretty long game. It's a long campaign. Uh, I'm probably in the third chapter or something. And just, it's a thing, you just like a co-op game. You pick up and play and put it down. I would don't. Gotcha. I wouldn't, like, kind of marathon it, I don't think. Um, and I, I don't think I love the upgrading as much as it I could, could have been cooler, but I'm is it just like a it. like a plus point five percent damage no, increase, no, no, or do you no. get cool power? There's skills and stuff like that. I just okay. feel like it all feels, I don't know, uh, similar to those style of games, which is more of a co-op experience thing. Overall, I liked it more than I thought I would, and I really like the dodge roll. And the weirdest thing that I'm going to say that no one will probably like call out or like think is like a positive thing is when you kill the last enemy in an area. Mm-hmm. Uh, which happens in some games, it goes to slow mo. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that thing. By the way, I love. I, I think Greedfall had it too. But like, you take out the last enemy in that area, and everything slows motion for a little bit. Like it's kind of like this epic ending or something. Dramatic, dramatic yeah, for sure. Every time that happens, I do a dodge roll, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like this epically slow motion dodge roll. And I don't know why that is a dopamine hit for me, dude. It's cool. It's just cool. It's a cool thing. It's just a cool vibe. It feels really good to be like. Bionic Woman style, which is yeah. an old reference. If anybody remembers that. So anyways, it's fun. It's a fun game. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's actually, I'm glad you talked about it because um, I've heard about this game for a long time and it seemed to be struggling in development for a long time. And I never really, out of all the PR emails I got, I never really got a good sense of what it was. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. Like I'm not saying PR did a bad job or anything like that. I'm just saying like, it just was really difficult to kind of put my finger on what to expect from this game. Um, but after hearing you talk about it, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that seems like something I might jump into it for a weekend or something, or maybe I can talk the wife into playing a couple levels with me or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just, I just thought it was more of like a, like a, a PVP sort of a thing. And I didn't realize there was like a campaign and story. Ah, okay. It, so yeah, yeah, I think if they switched up or maybe added that, you know, the campaign thing to the marketing, I thought, th- I thought it was in there, but um, either way, that's, it's definitely, if you like co-op stuff, like it's a fun time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just not like, it's not the greatest thing in the world. And th- a lot of games don't have to be, it's like really fun. And I think the combat's done well. And it's again, at 60 frames per second, it really makes it like buttery smooth and really fun right on i'm gonna right, still keep sounds, playing it sounds like a good kind of like weekender to kind of settle in with so right yeah on. totally good. good all right let me talk for a minute about steam world build um i am a big fan of the steam world series although i guess i need to qualify that i was a big fan i would have said i was a big fan but i gotta be honest the last couple steam world games i haven't really clicked with so maybe mm. i am becoming less of a steam world fan which makes me a little bit sad um Really liked SteamWorld Dig, which was amazing. SteamWorld Dig 2, even better. And then SteamWorld Heist, amazing, really good. And then from that point, um, I just have not really enjoyed any of the SteamWorld games. And I'm very sorry to say that this one is no different. Oh. Um, this one has been farmed out to a different developer, I believe. Uh, mm. But they are using the same SteamWorld IP where you're in a universe that is populated by s- robots that run on Steam. Everything is like a robot. Everything runs on Steam. Uh, but there's also kind of like a semi-Western theme to it a little bit. And in this particular game, it is a city builder. So SteamWorld is kind of like a like a general theme where you can do side-scrolling, you can do platforming, you can do whatever, turn-based. You can, It's a very flexible IP, so it's a really cool idea. And I like the robots. They're very cute, very appealing looking. But this is a city builder, kind of a top-down SimCity sort of thing. 
Um, you start off as in this like kind of Western-themed desert planet, and you need to dig deep to find some kind of artifact or something, and you're kind of just going from there. That's your basic premise. So I, I jump into this, and I mean, my basic takeaway is it just doesn't manage to find the fun for me. It feels very kind of busy. Lots of like little annoyances, lots of little details. And I just felt like for a SteamWorld game, Dig, Heist, Dig 2, those all really find the fun really quickly. Like you very, very rapidly get into what the game is about. You, you grok it pretty quickly. You get the controls pretty quickly. And it's all about, you know, maybe they're not the deepest games in the world, but they don't have to be because they really get you to the good part quickly. And you just vibe with them right off the bat. Like that's always been a strength of them, or at least those three games. Yeah. And I feel like they've kind of gotten away from that um, in recent years. But would but, you also say real quickly is that because of the style of game it is, it's a totally different style, right? It's like a city builder, which it hasn't yeah. been before, right? That. True, it hasn't been before, but I was hoping it would be kind of more streamlined, a little bit more, not as in-depth. And of course, it's not as in-depth as some of the city builders out there. I get it. Like, it is, you know, I'm sure some people would think it was very simple. But, you know, in comparison to the rest of the games, it just feels like there's a lot of, like, stuff to trudge through. So you're, you're supposed to build a city. You have these little goals. It'll be like, oh, you need to get 12 engineers. And how you do this is, like, you build a house. And then you get like a, a worker, but then you got to make the worker happy and then you upgrade his house and then he becomes an engineer. And it's like, it just feels like a lot of steps where you're just like doing stuff. Like mm. it doesn't feel like you're really purposely. Okay, so let me put it this way. It feels like you are just going through a bunch of predetermined motions to hit their benchmarks rather than kind of like building on your own or exploring things on your own. Um, and I just kind of felt like it just wasn't very fun to be like, oh, I got to hurry up and get like 12 engineers. Or, oh, I got to hurry up and find the, the coal mine. It's and busy stuff. work. It felt it feels a little bit like busy work mm. rather than fun, exploratory work, um, experimental work. Right. So there's that first part. The second part is when you advance your city enough and there's, I think, five or six different cities. I only I only spent time with the first one. Uh, when you advance your city enough, you go to the underground, there's a mine and then it becomes slightly different where you have little, you send your miners down there and you're exploring the world, so you're kind of digging around. But again, it doesn't feel very fun or interesting. It feels like there's a, too much stuff to futz with and too many little details. It doesn't feel streamlined enough to me. Um, I think it would have been pretty cool if you could be those miners and maybe that should be like a part where you do some platforming or maybe you do some top-down Diablo combat to kind of break it up from the city building. That would have been something I think would have really helped the pace of it. But you're just like building more bases and there's more stuff to get and just like resources and i get this is going to sound like a stupid thing to say but as somebody who is not married to the sim genre or the city builder genre sometimes i find this genre's obsession with getting resources to be really boring and like predictable and i can hear people saying well how else are you playing a city builder i don't know man like we can come up with we can put a man on the moon we can come up with a different system for city builder and just sure. i get so tired of like gather the resources and build the mine that does the raw resource and then there's the one that refines the resource and then this one carries the re i'm like boring super boring it's Dude, been done a thousand times man. you saying the word resource makes me like upset yeah it's at just this like point, it's, you know what i mean yeah i was hoping if anybody would be able to break that cycle like steam world would, would break that cycle but they just kind of lean into it and it's just really dull of like set up your refining process and your mining process and funnel that, like blah blah blah, blah. I it was, just sounds like they're doing the same like they like you said they they, they put it out to another developer and they're like, just, yeah, use this license and make a but city. Slap, yeah, yeah, exactly. But slap the SteamWorld thing on it, which I, it doesn't break up the expectations the way that SteamWorld has done in the past. Like when you do SteamWorld Dig, really fast, really fun. Like they really made some good changes, smart design choices. When they got to Heist, also really fast, really fun. Good revision of the genre. 
Um, but this one just feels like what I would expect a city builder to be, perhaps a little bit more limited, but just with the robot slapped on top of it. And I just, I, I couldn't find the fun. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't vibe with it. And I just felt like it was a lot of busy work and just really drudgery. And I, I bounced yeah. pretty quickly off of it. All right. Well, yeah, it's, I can, it's pretty clear what they did there. So. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. So I still have a soft spot for SteamWorld in my heart. Hopefully the next thing will be, um, I don't know, just a little bit more streamlined and fun than this one was. But this one was not a win for me. So there we go. <laughs> Carlos, over to you for a game which I did not expect to be playing, Dusk. Uh, this is, uh, I've heard about this a million times. People talk about it all the time as one of the good shooters more good retro style but also new game recent game shooters mm. to play mm. it's got a lot of fans in my twitter circle and honestly i just like i have i have stopped paying attention to it because i know it's not for me and i get tired of when people talk about it but i will be fully paying attention to you talking about it now because uh, we're on a podcast and i can't just check <laughs> and you out. have to listen to it <laughs> i have to listen to you but please tell us about dusk yeah i didn't know that a lot of people were talking about it in the past and it's it was that classic example of when a game shows up on console and you never uh, saw the run of it on right, Steam or right, PC. Right. Yeah. So this came out in 2018 on Steam. Okay, so that's how long mm. I've been hearing about it. Yeah, so you've been a while. Uh, and I never heard about it. I don't think ever. And it's, yeah, it's the first-person Doom-style game. So old-school graphics, but it's a new game. And yeah. we've played all of them, probably. Uh, the one that I like the best so far is Bolt Gun, which we I think we both like. Which was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. Not perfect, but pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, Dusk is that. It just showed up on the console. It was super cheap. It was on sale. And I just picked it up because reasons. I don't know. And also, some of the levels looked weird and different. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm going to stand by my purchase because the one thing that I'm getting out of it, um, and I'll tell you about the game in a second, is the kind of, I don't want to say liminal spaces, but almost in that way, with these really weird areas you go to in the game mm. that are just like because they're low poly and kind of like a silent hill or something like that there's these creepy kind of environments and if you're just not even shooting or if you're taking out all the bad guys uh you can kind of just hang out you know and there's this really weird forest around like a cathedral or something or a church and it's just creepy as fuck to just kind of like look at you know yeah, so i'm finding yeah. a lot of fun of just like walking around and recording you know the coolness and the weirdness of it but yeah, it's just a first-person shooter where you have a melee weapon. You have all the different weapons you'd pick up in a you know game like this. Shotguns, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, there's a double shotgun though I like a lot, which I've never seen. I don't think in a game. So both hands have shotguns. Oh, dual wielding. You shotguns dual wielding game, shotguns, yeah. And then a huge uh, heavy gun and whatever. And then you have ammo, so you can run out. But you always have your melee, which is these two uh, dual wielding uh, scythes, siths, scythes, yeah, scythes, yeah. And so that's kind of fun. And yeah, you know, the graphics are old school, um, but I do like the environments a lot. And I like each level. It seems kind of interesting. And big fan of this, uh, four different difficulty levels. Okay. You know, easy, normal, hard. Actually, I think five or six, because then there's after this hard, there's another one. But then they have one accessibility or something, accessible. I think, okay. I think it's called accessible. Okay, good. And good. I actually picked easy, not accessible, but accessible was underneath easy. Meaning, okay. like, just for anybody, just kind of enjoy the world, you know? Sure, why not? Why and not? why not? Because, they, like I said, they're kind of, it's not a story story per se, and there's, you know, progression. But well, it, then look at it this way. The fact that accessible exists doesn't mean that you ha you lose access to 
insane or balls hard or whatever. No, if no. I have an insane thing, then play that. It's but got all of have, them. And again, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got that. Yeah, I am too. And it, it kind of sets it apart from other games that we played in this genre because a lot of them are like, you're going to get good and that's it. It's an old school game. So, right, right. So yeah, I like that. that. Yeah. And I played easy and like, I got through three levels and then, you know, that third level, I did have a problem and I died and I was like, oh, okay. But it's, it makes it easily to go back to it. And you're like, oh, I'll just do better next time. And yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. I don't know what people are talking about on the internet, but for me, cheap now, obviously, uh, many years later, pretty cheap, uh, very fun, high frame rate. You know, it's like super low poly. So it's like, you know, 60 or whatever FPS and just running around shooting things and finding weird environments is cool. Here's the other thing that's surprising. Besides the weird environments, which are many are very weird. You can also pick up things like it's got that physics thing a little bit where you can pick up things and throw them a little. Okay. It's got some destructibility. It's got um, weird moments where like I fell into a hole and then I had to go through the hole down into the earth. And it's like I had a crouch and then a fall and then crouch and a fall. And then I got to the bottom and there's all these like rats and they all attacked me. It's just interesting <laughs> level design. Mm-hmm. Because most of these games are like go into arena and kill things, right? right and right. and I didn't like that actually about Bolt Gun. Um, this is like very inventive. Like it feels maybe that's why people are talking about it. Like you have uh, the scarecrows that were like in this woods. The scarecrows mm-hmm. were all normal, but then all of a sudden one just picked up and you know attacked me. And then I was in the woods and I was in a wood maze. I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I fell on the ground again. And yeah, it's just I like the environments a lot. That's my number one thing about this game yeah if i remember correctly this comes from new blood interactive which is a company that uh dave oshry is part of i know dave from twitter he's a cool guy real funny guy um and everybody loves this game i have not heard anybody say anything bad about it i mean it's not for me so i never really bothered to play it and that's that's neither here nor there that's just my personal preference but everybody who likes these games and has played it has sung its praises i mean i haven't heard a bad word about it so it probably explains why i've fucking heard it nonstop for five fucking years because as the editor who gets PR emails, I'm fucking sick of seeing Dusk show up in my email box because I feel like it's once a week. But but putting that aside, putting my own biases aside, I yeah. mean, it seems like a complete win of a game. So It really is. If you'd like that style of game and, you know, if you liked when we talked about Bulk and you were like, oh, I like that. And I went and picked it up. This is that same yeah. kind of thing. Like, again, it's, Brad's not going to play it, but I will. Other lot of people will. And yeah, yeah. also the music's very good. There's a lot, a lot of good uh, rock music and just weird atmospheric music. I think that's why people talk about it. I'm not, again, I don't know about that, but is because it's got a lot of things right. Like it, it does the music and the environments right, and then it adds a weirdness to it. Like I was just in a house the other day, just a regular house, and there was and enemies coming down the stairs or whatever. But after I killed everybody, I just walked around. There was like a TV. There's weird things in the bedroom. I flushed the toilet because I could, and it had like goo in it or whatever. It's Are just, we still talking about the game? Yeah, this is all dusk. It's like oh, okay, okay. There's like it. weird environments where like you're interacting with things and you're you know, but then it turns into Doom again. It's like right, right. I don't know. It's really good. I think. All right. Well, that's the word. The word there is it it's is. really good. So that 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 jibes. I I am uh, jibing with that word. All right. Cool. Well, dusk is a win. It is a win. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um. Astral Ascent is what I'm going to talk about next. Have okay. you heard about this one, Carlos? No, but I'm going to. Can I do the thing? Do the do do the thing. Okay, I won't look it up. Astral Ascent, it, Brad, isn't that the game where you? Um, it's kind of a shooter, like a like a old school shooter, like your little spaceship, uh, but it could be co op, uh, and it's two D. <laughs> 
No, you were one hundred percent wrong. Yeah, okay. All of it wrong. Yeah, I didn't, wrong. Fe- I didn't try, feel though. confident doing it. Good try. I could hear the I could hear the fear in your voice, but I appreciate yeah. you trying. Astral Ascent. Um, so everybody knows I play all the roguelikes. If you listen to the show, you know I play all the roguelikes, talk about them all the time. And this is one that's coming up a lot as possibly one of the best roguelikes of the year. So, of course, I was curious about it. Um, full disclosure, it is... Okay, let, Okay. hold on. Hold on to that disclosure. Hold on. Well, before you even do disclosure... Before I do that. Yes. I saw it in the store, and now I know what it is. Okay. And I was on the fence with getting it. I don't usually get roguelikes. Nah, nah don't know. And I won't, okay. But... Um, I did like the animation. Yes. There was some really cool animation. And then I just liked, in general, the art style of it, like being, you know, different characters and stuff. So I, it vibed on me in the marketing side of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, okay. So full disclosure, it's a good game. Yes. That's okay. spoiler. It's a good game. Um, okay. So what am I going to say? It's a 2D platform-based action, real-time roguelike. Like you do combos. You've got magic spells. You can equip different modifiers to your weapons, to your magic spells, stuff like this. Um, I, I'm not exactly 100% clear on the story. Like you're in some kind of a alternate dimension or dream space or something where you're trying to escape from it. You have two characters to select from initially, like this purple lady who's like an assassin. She's got daggers. And then there's this dude who's like a brawler. He's got like fiery punches. Um, and so you pick one of those people. You talk to the people in the hub. There's like, I don't know, a bunch of people in the hub. They can do like increase your life, uh, give you other spells, weapons, whatever. And then you go out into the world. And then as you go in the world, you have choices. You can uh, do like basic combat levels where it's just like a fighting arena or you can do an exploration level. And there's a couple other different levels as well. But basically, it's usually between fighting or exploration. That'll tell you ahead of time. This is a two-star level. This is a three-star level to kind of let you know how difficult it is. They'll also tell you the rewards of what you get. Mm. You'll get money. You'll get a power. You'll get a buff of some kind or something. And then you choose which way you want to go. Um, so I think immediately the hook of this game is... So the, the, the full disclosure was I looked at this game a bunch of times beforehand, before I played it. And I got to say the screenshots did like nothing for me. I'm like, these screenshots look really boring and bland and I don't like the way it looks and it's not interesting visually. I will pass. But then I kept hearing it being brought up and brought up and brought up um, from people who play roguelikes. And they're like, no, no, you got to give it a shot. This is a good one. And I'm like, ah, okay, fine, fine, whatever. So I did uh, check it out and props to the developer for sending me a code. So thank you very much, developer and publisher. And so this is a game exactly that you can't look at screenshots of because screenshots 100% do not tell the story of this game, which I think you're correct. You've already mentioned. It's the animation. You have to see the animation. This game in motion is a totally different beast. Um, it's low detail, which I think is an artistic choice. It's not a commentary on the skill of anybody. I mean, these developers are obviously very skilled. Uh, it is their choice to do this kind of low detail, high color, high contrast art style, which looks, frankly, it looks like ass in screenshots. But when you see it moving, you're mm. like, oh, shit, that looks amazing. Like, it does look amazing. So as soon as I saw it moving, I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it. Like, that was... That was what I was missing. Like, I didn't see how it looks like when it's in motion because it's, it looks like almost like rotoscoped animation a little bit, kind of like something that you might have seen in like a 70s kind of animation a little bit. Like the way that the characters move, it's very smooth, very flowing. It's got great energy to it. Like it looks dynamite. Like when you're watching it move, it looks like dynamite. It looks really great. And so. it also has animation, like animation, animation, like uh, cut scenes. It does oh, have like actually, that, right? yeah, it yeah. does. There are cartoon cutscenes which are also really well done. Yeah, art is great. So like, you have to see it in motion. Screenshots do not do it justice in any way. So okay, I admit that. 
I ate the crow on that one. I was wrong. It looks great. Um, very smooth. It's very fast paced. And what this game honestly reminds me of is Dead Cells. Did you ever play Dead Cells, Carlos? I did. Yeah. I, you know, I bounced. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I bounced as well. I like I the style of it too. Yeah. Dead Cells is another game, kind of like a 2D roguelike platformer with really great animation. So these two are in the same bucket for me. Different type of animation, but also great animation. So I think it controls really well. Um, you've got like a jump, double jump, um, a lot of air maneuvers, like air combos and dash. You can have a bunch of different magic spells that are all sorts of different things like fire and lightning and tornadoes and whatever. I mean, it all plays really well. The animation is dynamite. It looks great. Um, but I just, for me, I just don't think that I gel very well with these Dead Cells type roguelikes because I feel like these ones, to me, kind of get back to the grind a little bit too much mm. uh, where you're, you're, you're putting in time on a run. And I almost beat the first boss last night, which is at the end of like 12 levels or something like that. Like it's not it's not fast. Uh, for me anyway, I'm sure there's somebody out here who can speed run this, no problem. But for me anyway, I was like, you know, trying to take my time, trying to conserve my health and et cetera, et cetera. So it's very fast action, but I felt like the runs are kind of long and the boss like, just like wiped the floor with me. Like Ugh. it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back to the beginning. I'm like, uh, okay. Like you use the currency you earn to like level up. I bought, like, I increased my health like five times and I got like a new magic spell unlocked and stuff, which is cool, but it kind of just. I don't like the roguelikes where I feel like I'm on that track of like, I have to just die 20 times in order to be tough enough to make it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the current trend in roguelikes, which I'm not a super fan of. Neither um, of us are, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's great if you like Dead Cells, if you like really cool animation. I mean, at the very least, look at a YouTube video. It's really awesome to watch it in motion. Like, it really just is, is really fantastic. But um, this is not my type of roguelike, I don't think. But that's just, again, my type. If other people like Dead Cells a lot, you like the 2D platformy, if you don't mind building up over time, and then I think it's really good. I, I don't have any complaints about it. I just don't think it's my flavor. If that yeah, makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. good game. It's just not right now for us. Yeah. Not right now. Not for me. But I bet a lot of people, I can easily see why people are saying this is one of the year's best roguelikes. And I don't even disagree. It's just not my flavor right now. Yeah. That's all. So. All right. Okay. There you go. It is good stuff. Uh, and that is Astral Ascent. Playing it on the Switch. And it's great on the Switch. No problem there. So. All right. Over to you, Carlos. Uh, again, surprising me. You're full of surprises this week. Mafia, that was not one I expected to bring to the to the yes. table this week. Yeah. Man, oh man. So my quick history with Mafia is I played all the games and I didn't beat one and two, but I liked them. And then three came out and I played the shit out of that game. I'm sure I talk about this podcast. Is Mafia Three the one where you were playing the black veteran? Yeah, he came back okay, from gotcha. the war. And came back from the war. It's like the '70s. It's a different and then time you're period. You're killing Klansmen and stuff like that. Yeah, it's you're killing a lot of people, obviously. Yeah, but it's like, sure. it's still a gang kind of you know movie slash game, right? It's a still a gang story about gangs and you know and GTA GTA basic framework. Are we talking? Is that yeah, what we're third about? person. Okay. Uh, these all these games are third person GTA open world. Gotcha. But with heavy, you know, campaign missions that are super heavy on the story. Now, I looked it up, and so I beat three, um, and I think I played the DLC, whatever DLC came up for it. I mean, I, I mean, probably Elden Ring levels I played Mafia 3. Okay, And okay. I'll, I'll tell you why. This is a, a long review, but really quickly. Just in general, the Mafia franchises does a lot of things right when it comes to story and also open world. Where if you like kind of are bored of GTA, like you were saying earlier, uh, some good uh, alternatives are Sleeping Dogs, which I think is done excellently, 
as well as the open world and the oh that's funny it actually is called sleeping dogs right yeah that's an actual game that's another game. And, no because everybody calls it sleepy dogs and i think in my head i just oh. <laughs> i like reprogram my brain to call it sleepy dogs all the time but it's actually sleeping it's sleeping dogs, dogs yeah my bad okay, very yes, good game yes. by the way um yes. and then also these mafia games which is like uh, you know it has that formula of you can kind of do a lot in this open world but then when you're on the missions you know they're told well and going back gotcha. to the beginning with GTA and some kind of my fears with the story, uh, Hangar 13 is who worked on these Mafia games. Uh, they are fucking excellent. And I don't think they get enough props at all because the stories in these games are epic. They're fucking beautiful, epic. They're movies. And again, I had that much fun with Mafia 3. I felt conflicted. I felt racism. I felt all these issues you feel in a good movie or good TV show that we talk about. I felt it in that game, and it had really specially special slash weird moments of open world NPC stuff. Do you remember the moment in Mafia Three I talked about, which is there was like this um, boat, and I went on the boat, and all these people started jumping off the boat because of explosions and stuff, and the NPCs were done so well that I felt bad about them. Like hmm. they would hmm. fall in the, they would jump out, and there was like sharks in the water. And I literally had to watch some of them like get killed. <laughs> were they bad guys or who were they? They were regular civilians, just people. Oh, civilians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That moment scarred me. But like the fact is, they built so much realism with their AI and NPCs. You know, before Spider Man Two, you know, has been trying to do that stuff, and GTA will. That I just feel like they do both sides of the coin. They tell you a good story. You're not just going into like fart around. Oh damn it! I said it again. Oh, you said it again. Ah. I like felt myself saying it futz around you know you're not you're not just going to be an open world game yes you're going for the story but you can get both and i think they just do so both so well so anyways i want to talk about mafia 3 i played that beat it loved it but i had never beat those first two and i was like oh my goodness i love hangar 13 i love these worlds i went back and found mafia 1 and this is for everybody anybody okay who likes the words i just said go back and play mafia 1 the, the definitive edition what they did, if you remember, I brought it to the show too. Mafia One, they fully remastered, meaning like they change all the textures. Yes, like every yes. single cutscene, every single in-game scene is an all-new, high-res graphics, and it really feels it. I think I sent you a screenshot on text. Yes, um, it's it doesn't even do it justice. You have to see it like in four K right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is amazing looking. Okay, like it just amazing environments, and then the story is so fucking good like Godfather style, like level, right, of storytelling, that you feel, it just feels special. It feels really special. So I beat the shit out of that. Like I, it's one of those games where you can't stop because you like the story so much. You need to know what's going to happen. Uh, also, the shooting in that is like perfect and everything just feels really good and it's great, okay? So that's my quick, go back to Mafia if you don't remember. It's and amazing. where are you going back to it on? PlayStation 5? I'm playing on PlayStation. It? I think it's on everything. Definitive is it edition. like one of the free games, or did you just buy it, or what no, happened? I had I had bought it when it came out. Okay, it's a you know it was a new game to buy because it was gotcha. definitive edition. Gotcha. They did a ton of work. Now Mafia Two, they just kind of reported a little bit. Uh, I think maybe it had never come out on like PS4 or PS5 or something. And again, that's where I'm playing these on. But that's no new graphics. And so what's weird is they do some new gameplay elements in Mafia Two that are more advanced than Mafia 1, because Mafia 1 sh- is pretty much a straight story. In Mafia 2, there's like stories you can go in and things like that. So they made it more advanced, but the graphics are so much less 
that it, it was a little tough for me, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm yeah. still in the middle of that one. Hard to go back sometimes. It is. But I want to tell you one quick story about Mafia 2, and these, this is my ploy for everybody to just go back and play the whole series, because actually it is a uh, package deal on PlayStation, and I think it's on Xbox 2, where you can buy the whole trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Do you yeah. know how much I was? I don't remember. Okay. You can look it up right now. I'll look it up. Um, so I just I recommend it to everybody. Like I think all the stories are great. Um, Mafia Two, by the way, has some real tough racism stuff. Um, it makes you question what you what you should be doing in the game. And again, they don't stay they don't steer away from this uh, these you know issues and stuff. They go right into it. And so Mafia Two, real quick story. Do you have the price? Um. I'm seeing it on Xbox.com for sixty bucks, and I'm seeing it on Amazon for thirty bucks. I don't know which is wow. the correct price. Okay, well, there might be a different version. That looks like there's an older version for Xbox One. You want the newest version because you yeah, want I'm the looking, definitive it's, edition. It's got to be this. It makes sense that it'd be sixty. Oh my goodness, that's a, such a deal. You know, what I mean, these are three amazing games. Um, but real quick, fun story for Mafia Two, and then that's it. That's it. Yeah, is, 60, um, bucks. sixty bucks. Okay, sixty bucks. Mafia Two introduced things like. Um, you know, I went into this uh, diner, and this is what I live for, these kind of stories. And, of course, you can punch anybody in this game. Uh, you can start fights with anybody. I shouldn't say of course because, again, I think Mafia does a lot of things that even other open-world games don't do. But so there was a guy just cooking behind the counter, and I went behind the counter and started to fight with him. And I, Rude. I know. I didn't mean to, but I accidentally kind of threw his head against the wall, and I think I, I killed him. You accidentally beat him up and killed him. I did how actually, that accidentally happen? I'll tell you how I accidentally killed him. And by the way, he did die. Uh, is because I threw his head against the wall in a cutscene. I didn't know that the cutscene was going to be kill. I thought the cutscene was just fight some more. Hmm. So I did the cutscene, you know, like hit circle for super combo or something. And I, I smashed his head on the wall. So, okay. Are there super combos in Mafia? Yeah, there kind of is. I mean, you do like a. You, there's definitely a good fighting game, kind of like Sleeping Dogs, where you you can dodge, you know. And there's like, oh really? Okay, yeah, light okay. attack, hard attack. So you're just doing a street fight. I did a lot of street fights, but I was doing a street fight in the diner with the cook. Sorry, cook, killed him. Left because the cops showed up. Of course, everyone screamed. I was like, what's the big deal? I didn't mean to. And then I left, and then I hid. And I waited for the cops to go away, you know, the alert to go down. Mm-hmm. I came back to the diner, and they put up little do not do not enter tape. Oh, really? Like it's a crime scene Yeah, it's thing. a crime oh, scene. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's funny. pretty fucking cool. Like, these are the small things that I want in games. And then, so, of course, what did I do? I kicked down the door and went through the tape just to check out the crime scene, you know. Uh, the number one thing you're not supposed to do, go back to the scene of a crime. Sure, but crooks always do. I do, and yeah, they do. And as soon as I was in there, I was just mucking about. Um, see, I said mucking about. Thank you. And the cops showed up. They were like, he's, he's back. They were <laughs> waiting him. for you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. And then one more, one more story. And then we'll be done. Is uh, I did something. This is, this is why Mafia is so cool. There's a million of these stories in Mafia 3. Because I feel like that's the like, um, best version of like all the NPC stuff they did. But in Mafia 2, I also you know, robbed some other store or whatever. Don't judge me. And <laughs> judge, totally judge. It was a gun store. I needed like extra ammo or stuff like that. And I didn't kill the guy, but I did like rough him up a little bit. And then by I, the way, you gotta have balls to rub a gun store, dude, because you know they got guns. That's yeah, what they sell. But he doesn't know how to use it. I you mean, you gotta he, be like, man, you gotta be cold, motherfucker. I, I am a cold motherfucker in this game. <laughs> Anyways, I roughed him up a little bit. I took some stuff and then I left and I, did, you know, didn't kill him. I came back later, like later in that evening, and there were two cops in the 
shop talking with him. And so I just kind of quietly crouched in the back, you know, of the shop just to listen. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, he roughed me up. And, uh, you know, he took some stuff. And, you know, they're like, what did he look like? And I'm like, he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is already super cool, like in a game, you know? I, I wonder if you had stood up wait, when he said, that's the guy right there. That's exactly what happened. Oh, shit. So okay. he's going like, he looked like this. He looked like this. And then I moved a little bit closer <laughs> to the cops. And he goes, well, that's him right there. <laughs> and then they started shooting at me. And I was like, this is the best moment of my life. Oh, I my love God. this in oh, games. My God. Yeah, my they totally spotted me because I'm like literally right there. And, yeah. you know, a, a lesser game, I'll say, would have done nothing about that. Exactly. That would have been the common the common thing to do. Yeah, I would have walked back in front of the cops and they're talking, doing a little cutscene, and nothing would have happened. And no one would have said anything about it because we expect that nothing will happen. Right? I want to expect the other. All right. Let's let's move into the future. Let's expect the other. Let's expect in I think, general, yeah, I was saying in general people wouldn't have blinked twice. No, I know, but we're going that way, you know? Exactly. We're going yeah. that way towards <clears throat> yeah. I love those games, man. This is my big ploy to yeah, tell everybody to go check it out because I just lost myself, man. And Definitive Edition is beautiful. Like the graphic wise. All right. Check out Mafia. Holy crap. I'm going to go ahead and finish two finally, and then I'll finish the trilogy. All right. And you can buy the trilogy now for 60 bucks. And honestly, 20 bucks a game doesn't sound too bad. But when you put it all together, 60 bucks for me is like my choke point. But, you know, anyway, it's a choice you can do. You can play that. Sounds like a great experience if you're looking for that. So, right on. It is. Excellent. Now I want to know what they're doing next, though, because they are too cool to not. They made Mafia 3 in 2020. No, the definitive edition came out in 2020, so that's the last thing they worked on. And oh no, oh no, Brad. What? what? I just noticed that 2020, that collection, they actually did a definitive edition of Mafia 3. Oh, so you got to go play that one. I right? might have to play that again. Right, right. Well, All I right. have to because there's not, there's no new game on their timeline, so I'm kind of... I just want them to do something. They're else. probably just taking a well-deserved rest, man. You between, know they should. Yeah, they every every developer needs to take a rest. It's a hard fucking job. They they bring us the things that we love and enjoy, and they deserve to rest. They work so hard. All right, I, I just I can't wait for them what the next game is. Okay, moving right. on. Moving on. Let me talk about the Invincible. This is a sci-fi game that I just recently played. Got a code from the publisher. Thank you very much. I can't believe you played uh, it because I think we talked about it before. Did we? Did you play it? No, I said I wanted to play it. I think some. I thought you said something like I shouldn't or something. Mm, it was I someone else. Maybe it was somebody else because I had never played this one before. Oh, it was somebody else. Okay, yeah. Somebody I else, was thinking I was, about it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't play it. Yeah. I shouldn't have played it either. Uh, so this is... I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew it was kind of like um, a narrative-heavy kind of sci-fi story. And if you remember me gushing about Talos Principle earlier in the show, you know that I'm a big fan of sci-fi narratives that are well told. Um, so this one, you start off... It's kind of a, It's got a cool visual style. It's like a kind of like... It's that old style of like what people in the 60s thought the future was going to look like. So it's old, but it's also futuristic where everything is like dials and smooth services and it doesn't look anything like that now but that's you know retro futuristic kind of a vibe which is cool um there's also kind of a i don't know like eastern european kind of a soviet kind of tinge to it Mm. where you don't feel like you're with um western style astronauts you feel like you're with uh like different shaped helmets different colors in the backgrounds it just feels like it's got this like soviet kind of feel to it um which is cool different a little something different that we don't usually get um the game starts off with your crew are in a spaceship uh like five or six people in a spaceship you're returning from a mission you guys detour to pick up some kind of valuable mineral 
you pick up the mineral, you get back in your ship, and then you continue going home. And then the next thing you know, you're waking up on a planet and you don't know what happened. Like, you don't, you don't remember crashing. You don't remember. There is no crash. There's no wreckage. You're just like literally waking up on a planet in your spacesuit and you're like, where is everybody? What's going on? What happened to me? Um, so right off the bat, not a big fan of amnesia narratives. Not a big fan of that. It's a lot of them. So that, yeah, it's, it's like almost everyone and I'm so tired of it. So, so tired. But you wake up and this game is like a walking simulator. And I know that some people don't like that term anymore. I still think it's an effective term because it really describes what's going on in this game. Um, you wake up in your suit. You pick up your stuff. And this is the kind of game that kind of leads you... Um, this is going to sound way more harsh than I mean it to, and I apologize, but it kind of leads you by the nose to do everything that you need to do. It'll be like, here's your backpack. Look at your backpack. You look at your backpack. Open up your backpack. Click the button. Open up the backpack. Oh, here's a mountain. Go look at this mountain. And then there's like a pointer. You look at the mountain. Click. Oh, look at the mountain. And like, you're just doing stuff that they just want you to do. Mm. It doesn't feel like you are there. It doesn't feel like, it's not like No Man's Sky or anything. Like you're not like exploring anywhere. You're just like, okay, here are the story beats. I'm following this script pretty strictly to follow the story beats. You may be able to take a wrong turn here or there, but like you're not going to find anything. You're not going to do anything until you get back on the right course. Can I can I do a tangent right there cuz that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, ahead, it's a perfect uh, example of why, you know, I am such a proponent or I like the idea of these open world games with campaigns because yeah. what you just said, if I if you added an element of what Mafia does to that, I feel like it'd be a totally different game. Agree. Where you go Agreed. like, okay, I can go off and do this a little bit and then come back to what they want to tell me. Yes. And that's the kind of joy of what I found with those mafia games. Because they 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 don't they hold your hand for a while, then they go, Okay, you should probably do this, but you don't have to, you know? Right. I think yes. that's interesting. No, I think that's a great point you bring up because honestly, um I just felt like I was just sitting there being told the story and moving the controller in order to get to the next part of the story. But I did not feel as though I was this a or astronaut or cosmonaut or whatever. I did not feel like I was this person. I did not feel like I was there. I did not feel like I was doing anything. Like, I mean, honestly, it it just felt like I was like, I might as well read a book. Like, this is actually based on a book, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, I never heard of it. It's, I think, the same title called The Invincible. Um, but I'm like, I might as well just read the book because I'm just doing what they want me to do. And I feel very restricted. Uh, for example, like, there's like these little uh ledges rock ledges it's like i don't know a foot tall like in real life you wouldn't even think about it. you would just walk over it but it's like a barrier in this game because they don't want you to go that way right mm -hmm. so it feels artificial you can't climb on anything unless it's the exact one specific spot where they want you to climb if you go someplace they don't want you to go there's not really anything there and everything they want you to look at they they flag it like really super hard and you're just like just moving the controller in order to get to the next story beat it doesn't feel very interactive even though I am the one pushing it forward, like physically, but I don't feel as though I am invested in the story. I don't feel as though I am experiencing this in a way that I would if I was truly there. I don't, you know, it just, it just feels like, okay, what's next? Move the controller. Okay, here's the next thing. Move the controller. Okay, here's the next thing. It just, it just utterly failed to connect with me on any level. It just wow. felt very prescriptive, very walking, similar, a lot of walking, slow walking, a lot of just like get to the next point. And it just, I don't know, man. Like we had uh, Josh Tolentino uh, at Game Critics review it, and he really liked it. He thought it was really good time, uh, which is great. And uh, you know, everybody has got their own flavor. But for me, this is like 100% not what I want out of a sci-fi narrative. Not what I want out of a video game. And I just I bounced pretty hard. It just it really lost me. It was very quite boring. I thought it sounds like a book, which you yeah, got, it's you like, said you like, might as well read the book. 
Yeah, I might as well read the book. I would get through the book faster, and I would just enjoy it that way more. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, so that was the Invincible. It was hundred percent not for me. Uh, and there you go. Okay. Uh, over to you for another surprise. You're full of surprises. You're full Am of I? surprises this week, Carlos. Yes. And it's funny because even though at the opening of the show, you know, we say new stuff, old stuff, anything in between, we do a lot of new stuff. I think we're probably a new heavy show, although that's going to change next year when we do our backlog. Uh, we're still doing that backlog initiative. Uh, but you're bringing a lot of old stuff this this uh, episode. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I never thought you would talk about Far Cry Primal. I know we've talked about it before. I know for a fact we've talked about it before. Because this is like my favorite of the Far Cry series out of all of them. I think this is the best one. Um, so what brought you... Did, like, is this your first time? Did you play it before? Or what, what's up with, with you in this game? Yeah, I played it before. Um, I played all the Far Cry games. And okay. I would like... We could like uh, debate on this as the, being the best one. It but, is the best one. Uh, okay, we could debate. That's no, why it's I, over. We're not going to debate. It just could, is we, the best we, one. We could we could have a discussion. Nah, nah um, no need. We could have like you know talks. Um, anyways, what is the one that I liked a lot? Was the um, the one that a lot of people didn't like, which is five. Was it five? The one yeah. that had the religious cult. Yeah, I really liked five. And then there was like, there was DLC for it that I really liked too, with yeah. those twins and stuff. The twins, yeah. Man, yes, that yes, was yes. a. I think that was a really special game. If I think of all of them, I actually like that one the best. Yeah, I do like five the best. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I started Primo when it came out, and it's a first-person Far Cry game, but it's prehistoric. That's all you need yes. to know. That's it. Yes. Yes. And it's, so it's you know bow and arrow and melee weapons and. Um, just being out there fighting animals, taming animals, which again they've already done in a lot of their Far Cry games. Oh sure. So it's basically using all their systems, but it's just like prehistoric days. Uh, but I shouldn't say just because yeah, I went back to it because I wanted to have a first person, you know, blah blah blah, open world game that I could mess around with, and I'd forgotten how good even just the storytelling is because it is in like its own like prehistoric language with yes. subtitles. Mm-hmm. But they really do like care and t- pay attention to like the native type of person, uh, a person of this land, a person with their own culture, um, and you just do feel transported, right? Like I felt like I'm in the past, and this is this is what it means to like succeed. You know, just getting berries, uh, healing this one person, uh, finding fucking food, finding That's a big food, success. Yeah, you know, and the taming made more sense there. You know, and it having the animals go attack for you instead of like in the middle of like a you know town or city, right, right, right. And yeah, just the environment felt like oh, Far Cry made it makes sense here. Like it makes sense to have a Far Cry game in this world. And of course, being Native American, just having that kind of touching my roots a little bit of being like I'm just gonna go use a bow and arrow in the woods and hunt for a while. And man, do I like the bow and arrow too. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Tomb Raider, I love the bow and arrow, and this game. Like, I feel like those are my favorite two bow and arrow games because I'm a Mr. Melee, and I did more bow and arrow so far than Melee in this game. Okay. Because it just felt really good. It does, yeah. I did did go in the settings, by the way, and turn off that time limit for the um, Super Hunter Vision thing. So you can actually turn it off, the time limit. So you can just keep that on to see shit. And I actually use that a lot. Um, there's a bunch of good reasons to do that, but I just don't like like waiting for it to like refresh or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, no. So I just really like the game. It's it's not much to say, but I went back to it because I never beat it, and you did beat it. 
Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, did. wow. I, okay. I loved it, man. Far Cry Primal was so big at our house for so long. Like I played it. I thought it was great. I love the prehistoric setting. Like everything you said, the bow and the melee and talking to your villager uh, friends and your family. And, and building like, the villages. You building you the village. Get new people. Yeah. Yep. And like all the quests and stuff, hunting the animals, hunting the super animals, like all the shit in this game was just like really, really fun. I thought they did a great job of like taking this same Far Cry template, like you said, but just kind of transposing it in this new setting. And it just really worked for me. I just thought it was so fun. I, I thought it was great. But my son, oh, my God, he went bananas for this game. He played it so many fucking times, like over and over and over and over. So Far Cry Primal had a very, very long lifespan at our house. Wow. Um, and uh, I think my wife played it, too. Like, we all played it. Like, it's it's definitely by far our favorite Far Cry. For they sure. could do another game like that, whether it be them or another developer. But, like, yeah, that kind of going back in the past and... It just it, it, there's another like um, I don't know what the word is I, I don't want to say dopamine hit but there's another kind of like satisfaction you get of being you know in genres right like in different yeah. pa- in different uh, time periods mm-hmm. and in this busy life of everybody looking at their phone it's just nice to go into those kind of games where you don't have a lot of stuff maybe wild survival games do really well right now or like the you know the crafting ones where you're yeah there's not much to do and you're just like doing the very basics. Um, I did play another one that I'm not going to talk about yet, but uh, survival game. And, you know, you're just doing the most basic things like trying to start a fire. This one game, which I can't think of the name of it's on PlayStation. It's a survival game. I know I'm doing a tangent, but I'm not going to talk about Primal much. Is that uh, it was super realistic, but it was too realistic where when it got dark out because it was like raining and nighttime, Mm. I literally couldn't see anything. Like I had to turn the brightness up a little bit, but I kind of role played it a bit and I was like, tried to get near something that had light and so I could like spark my thing together and make a fire. I don't know. There's, there's limits to it. I mean, I yeah. don't want like a truly realistic cause that sucks. I mean, we, we built houses for like a reason. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I want to live that way, but like as far as a genre, I totally agree with it. It's, it's really great. And I, I don't think that we go to this setting very often in video games, which is weird because you feel like there's probably a lot to do with this. I did pick up a game on, I believe it is PlayStation, that is also in the prehistoric setting. It's not like Far Cry Primal. It's, I think it's more of a, uh, I'm not going to say a town builder, but like a village builder where you like hunt mammoths and you have little uh, prehistoric people that you like hunt with spears and stuff. Mm. I bought it a while ago. I meant to crack into it. I totally forgot about it. But now that you're talking about Primal, I'm like, oh, shit, I, got, I bought that thing. I got to go fire that up and see what that's all about. But I would enjoy more games in this setting. I think that we should tap into this a little bit more. There's not enough not enough done with it i would i would too yeah let's do yeah. it but uh right. this is just me saying like went back to it i'm playing that and weirdly enough i'm playing that and mafia so they couldn't be more different uh, but those are my games i'm playing right now i'm trying to beat mafia 2 and now i'm gonna pick up fucking mafia 3 definitive edition and uh primal yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna beat it finally and um it's really good check it there out there you go check it out check game. it out okay so a little bit of an asterisk here so folks um i just finished cyberpunk 2077 oh, 2.0 yeah. Uh, finished it a couple days ago, and I am dying to talk about the endings with Carlos. Uh, Carlos and I have barely talked about it. I mean, I, sa- I sent him like one text or something. We didn't really talk about it. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But I know this is a pretty major spoiler. I know a lot of people are just getting into Cyberpunk with 2.0, just like I did. Probably a lot of people are going to play it over the holiday, so I don't want to ruin anything for somebody. But um, we're going to do a complete blow the doors off spoiler section of mostly just the ending we're not going to talk about the just whole game the ending, just like yeah. the ending stuff so we're going to do that after we do the closing of the show so we're going to close the show 
uh, you'll hear like our last little bits and bobs. We'll wrap it up. And then after the closing, we're going to have the spoiler section. So just heads up that it's there. Uh, I'll give you another warning when we get to it. But if you want to hear the ending discussion of Cyberpunk, we're going to talk all about that. If you don't want to hear, then just bail after we do the closing and then you will not be spoiled. So just heads up on that. And if you're bailing right now, uh, check out my Imgur. I got my Imgur account back and I'm going to talk about it at the end of the show. But if you're bailing now, Imgur and then look for Glitch to the Ground because I, I, I have a bunch of posts up there. Okay. That's and it. you can say it again because we're going to close the show officially right now. But we'll do it one more time. We're closing it now later. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll close it partially now. Before the spoiler, here, the game portion of our show is quote-unquote officially done. Okay. Spoiler bye. coming. See you later. Bye. So see you later if you want to bounce. Okay. But we do have a couple non-game things to talk about just before we get to the spoiler section. Carlos, do you have anything non-game stuff? We, we always close off with this. What non-game stuff do you want to talk about? It's so funny because I always watch every show, but then I forget. But I only have two things written down, which is okay. Fargo, uh, the new season. Yep, yep. Um, I just got to say, and everybody's already talking about it, but it's super weird. Like, it got freaking weird like there's a section and there's not a spoiler but there's a section in episode three where it goes 500 years before oh wow (laughs) 500 years earlier okay and then it's supposed to connect later on and i'm like what the fuck so i'm just excited about that series and it's you know just like you uh i'm actually in your camp right now where i want it all right now and it's a weekly Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so you're, yeah. like, out, and you won't watch it late? Yeah, no. But um, I'm enjoying that effect that I'm already watching it, but, man. Uh, no, I need all I the episodes right off the bat. I can't do this weekly. Wait every week. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that stuff. No. And a TV series that, uh, a show that came out on Netflix that I might check out uh, is Florida Man. I know, it sounds kind of interesting. It's a, kind of an action-y show, but. Is it, a, like, a lols, like, funny comedy show? No, 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 no. It seems like a action drama thing. I don't know. For some reason, something caught my eye about it oh that's weird um, my kids talk about florida man as a derogatory yeah. term yeah so. it's like a meme thing but yeah. uh and then eddie murphy has a new christmas movie out which i'm gonna watch because it's eddie murphy yeah it was called like candy cane or something like that yeah candy cane something candy cane all right but i got nothing really else i watch a bunch of shows fargo's i just want to tell people to watch that all right uh for my non-video game stuff i just want to say i don't have any real tv or movie recent stuff but we did go on our Treats a Day. I don't know if anybody remembers this. I talked about it last year and probably the year before that. Do you remember Treats a Day, Carlos? It's pizza, but there's a treat? I forget. We go to get a Christmas tree and then we get pizza. Oh, afterwards. right. Yeah, yeah. So it is Treats a Day. So we did that. We drove out to our favorite Christmas tree lot out in the mountains and we had a nice time. Uh, it's a nice drive out there. It's not too far and the people there are great. We've gone to the same lot like 10 years in a row. It's not even a lot. It's like a giant fucking piece of land out in the mountains. They've got like buildings like that you can like have your wedding there if you want to they have like this convention hall if you want to have a convention in the woods but they also have like acres and acres and acres and acres of christmas trees and so we go there every every year and we chop down a tree and this this year my son is so big he could carry the tree all by himself so he's definitely uh he's taller than me bigger than me probably stronger than me now which is i mean you know whatever that circle of life i guess uh but then we came back got our traditional pizza and set up the tree, ate the pizza, had a really great treat today. So that is awesome. our, our favorite celebration of the year. Good times, good times. Um, I will say just really quickly also in terms of stuff to watch, we've been catching up on a uh, fairly recent uh, <laughs> series of programs by someone called Buster Keaton. Have you ever heard of him, Carlos? The old school Buster Keaton? Yeah. From 100 years ago, yes. So so maybe, maybe less recent than I was assuming there. Uh, yeah, my son uh, heard about him somewhere, and I, I've known about him forever, but I've never actually like watched his content. Really? Have you ever seen any of his stuff? Of course, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. 
I shouldn't say of course, but like, yeah. I we have. we have never seen anything more than a clip, right? So I'm like, okay, well, we got some time. We're kind of just chilling here. Let's actually watch some Buster Keaton films. And we did. We watched like five or six of them. And man, for something that is like, okay, so anybody that doesn't know, and I'm sure there's probably a few people who don't know, he lived like more than 100 years ago. He was one of the first uh, silent film stars. He did all his own stunts and all of his shorts films were like, comedy or like action where like funny things happen like a lot of Pratt falls a lot of weird things happening houses like falling really, down and not houses falling him. down yeah. train did a lot of stuff with trains and cars like those like model a type cars back in the day so like he did all his own stunts and everything is like really real and just interesting so this I remember 100 years ago so we go to watch it and like man it is wild how much of that still holds up dude like we're laughing we're like we're thinking it's like really funny really clever some of the stunts were like pretty fucking cool we're like dude this is good shit like even though it's like 100 years ago i think we just our american culture just kind of like auto assumes anything old is dumb but like man we're like oh this is actually pretty good like this guy was really clever and um i mean so it's not perfect right because 100 years ago putting aside all of the technological you know poor camera and frame rate and stuff or whatever but like there were certain things that were like not cool so for example in one of his uh, films there's like some blackface stuff. And I'm like, oh, whoa, yeah. what? And it wasn't extreme, but it was it was just like, a, it wasn't even the point of the movie. It was just like a thing that was in the movie because he was portraying what was going on at the time, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't even the focus, but like I saw it and I was like, oh shit, okay, pause. Time to do some homeschool education. We talked about that for a minute. And then, you know, after like, a minute or two like they were done with it it wasn't it was nothing yeah it's not part but, of the like story or anything it's yeah just, you know it's it was just like a thing and just like some of the way that they uh you know just some of those scenes oh, oh okay i gotta tell you this so gotta tell you this so in one of the buster keaton films he is and this is kind of related to the blackface thing he's he's doing he's doing something he's like fixing a house or something like that and he falls down in some mud uh like head first he's like completely submerged in mud he gets up and his face is completely covered in mud now he's not doing blackface but he is just like head to toe covered in mud and he accidentally punches a cop or something like like one of those like coppers with like the, the nightstick and the blue, the big blue dome hat or whatever. Mm -hmm. He accidentally bops this guy. Right. So the cop like starts chasing him. He runs around. He loses the cop and then he like runs under a hose or something and like all the mud like rinses off his face. Right. So he, he goes back to being like clean Buster Keaton. The cop comes in, sees him and he's like, oh, and I mean, this is silent again. So it's just like body language and stuff he's like oh you're not the guy i'm looking for whatever he runs out to the street he grabs the very first black guy who's walking down the street and he drags him off to the jail and i'm like what oh yeah a hundred fucking years ago we nothing has changed man like yeah. that happens today and i was like i so again we pause and i'm like oh my god okay pause i'm like do you see what just fucking happened that cop grabbed the first black guy walking down the street for no fucking reason other than the fact that he was black. And this is a hundred fucking years ago, man. Yeah. Like nothing has fucking improved. Like that part blew my fucking mind. And we had a big discussion about that. So uh, I don't even know what to even say about that other than, wow, how fucking sad is that, right? I mean, that just that just kind of blew me away. Well, but, and then also things like you said, um, being, you know, we always talk about relatable content is the yeah. stuff that stands the test of time. So whether it be relatable bad uh, yeah. But the other stuff in the films, you know, relatable. Yeah. Like people yeah. So could just get it, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that stuff was like really interesting historical artifacts, really sad and depressing historical artifacts. But also there's a lot of joy in those too. Like a lot of the stunts he did, a lot of the laughs, 
a lot of the physical gags. Like, I think a lot of it, like, really holds up. It's just, it's astonishing to think that these people were doing this 100 years ago. Every single one of these people is dead. They're all been dust for so long. Yeah. But we captured it on film, and just seeing this stuff is just, like, just the window into that time and seeing how relatable and how similar we are is just, is mind-blowing. It's crazy. It's really fucking crazy. So. All right, and now that I'm looking at the clock, oh, I'm kind of eating my words because I thought we had enough time to do the cyberpunk thing, but we don't have enough time. Oh, There's no. not. Oh, oh, I got a rant about it. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe I got to hold on to we, it. We week. will just hold on to it for like one more day. Let's just do it like the next day. If you okay. can, re- if you're recording it the one day from now, we can, we can, we can maybe do that. So okay, okay. Put a pin in that. We're gonna record it. We're gonna pause the show for now, and we'll just close for the moment, uh, folks. Really quickly. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. We'd love for you to leave a review, share us on social media. Most importantly, as we saw at the top of the show, uh, recommend us to your friends. That's where most of our listens come from. So please recommend us. If you'd like to support the show and help us out with the cost of running the podcast and hosting and stuff like that, head over to patreon.com slash the so video games podcast. And you can uh, chip in a buck or five bucks or whatever you want. But anybody at the $5 level will be invited to the Discord. You can come chat with me and Carlos directly. And as always, send us your questions and comments. Hit us up, Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us individually. Carlos, where are we sending your traffic? As I said earlier in the show, if you in case you missed it, uh, mjur.com slash user slash glitch to the ground. And uh, check for- out my stuff. Excellent. Do that. As for me, I'm on uh, Blue Sky, Instagram, and Twitter. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for the unexpectedly truncated episode 365. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Soviet Games podcast. And we'll see you when we get to the cyberpunk thing. We'll see you when we get to the cyberpunk thing. Recording now. Okay, uh, for those listening, it's just been a minute for you, but for Carlos and I, it's been 24 hours. Uh, Like I said a second ago, uh, I was not watching the clock. We ran out of time yesterday before we got to the cyberpunk section of this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been 24 hours. We are now back recording the next day. Um, So spoiler warning, nuclear level spoiler warning. Um, I just beat the game a week ago. Carlos beat it a while ago, but um, he's been very good about not spoiling me. So we haven't ever talked about the ending, what happens, all those events. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that right here, right now. No holds barred. But this is not like the full game. We're not talking all the missions. We're not talking everything. Just mostly the the endings, what I saw, the endings that I saw, what Carlos did, how we felt about it, how we felt it came together, that sort of thing. So nuclear level spoiler warning. We're going to spoil the endings for not just Cyberpunk 2077, but also the uh, the DLC addition that, that came as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and all that stuff. So we're gonna do that right here and right now. Wait, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Multiple what, what? endings. Yeah, you know, I, I I usually don't do more than one, but I I did do more than one this time, and I'll tell you why. Oh my when goodness. We get there. Okay. But uh, Carlos, why don't you um since you're kind of like the OG cyberpunk guy, why don't you set the stage and I'll kind of pick it up and I'll I'll jump in when appropriate. Yeah, let me set the stage, and I will say this also as we do this, uh, you know, spoiler talk. I will probably also mention why I like the game so much. Uh, yeah. You and I have texted a lot about it, and I've obviously like been over the moon about this game. Yeah, But it's not just one thing. It's kind of a, a multitude of things. So I think I'll get into that as well. Uh, but let me start by saying I played this game Melee. And did you play it Melee or Shooty Shoots? Uh, it's like a quarter Melee and 75% uh, guns. I tried both, and I ended up going with guns most of the time. But I did have some fun with Melee. Okay. And then after all the different kind of like up, updates and upgrades... The guns felt better over time. So you were getting the best version of the guns. 
I mean, it must have been because all the guns felt great. I yeah. Mean, uh, no matter which gun it was, I had a, a great time and I had no problem using it. No difficulty. It was all felt very natural and smooth. No, no problems whatsoever. Okay. Well, before I jump into all the other reasons why I like the game, I would say that I played it Melee and I played it, you know, um, I didn't get too distracted by the side missions and I was really focused on at least getting a lot of the story first. So I understood like the setting and the world and all the different, you know, corporations and stuff like that. And I think the more uh, campaign stuff I did early on, I mean, we're talking like when it came out <laughs> early yeah, on. Yeah. Before 2.0. Yeah. I, um, before 1.0 or whatever it was, like I, early, 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 I played as much as I could of the campaign. And I feel like I like just kind of fell in love with that world and the characters. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that alongside mm-hmm. with that, I played a nomad and I was melee. I really did role play like who I wanted to be in this and like, there's two things one it is a very good like i like the story and like what they've already set up for you but they do let you kind of play it in the way you want as well and so i just felt the kind of like you know uh, nomady feel of like i'm a melee guy nomad and of course as soon as i could i met pan am and we started you know hooking up or dating Yeah. yeah and so that whole vibe is what i remember from the game and that's why when i got to the ending which i'll talk about right now i basically felt like it was just a culmination of, of the game that I was playing, you know? And so that's why whatever we talk about your endings, especially you have multiple ones. Can I just say my ending right now? Oh yeah. I mean, I have to assume that you asked Pan Am for help and you guys probably stormed the tower as a group, right? Yeah. And then okay. the best part of that is, did you see the ending of what happens with Pan Am? No, no, I didn't see very much of Pan Am. She didn't, she was not a big factor in my ending. Okay. And again, this is why there's multiple reasons why I like this game, but After we did all that, um, you know, there's a time goes by, a bunch of other like cutscenes happen and things you do actually actively, I think, walking around the map and stuff. But at some point, you go back to Pan Am and say, like, let's get out of town. And you both leave. You like get the fuck out of Night City and you go south, I think, to Arizona. Okay. Because basically, I said, like, you know, I'm going to die soon and we didn't get any cure. This is before the DLC, remember? So DLC introduced the idea that there might be a cure. Right, um, and this is old OG cyberpunk. So, I in my in my version of my character, which is kind of why I didn't redo the ending, that character was gonna die, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. that character wanted to live out his days, my days, his days with Pan Am in Arizona, you know, or whatever we were gotcha. going, or gotcha. Vegas, or I don't forget where we we're going. But so we went there, and then the last cutscene is awesome, where we're like driving in the car together, like going south, and and I loved it. So I, I really liked, and again, it was a culmination because literally the last mission was me calling her, you know? Yeah. So it just felt like that A to Z kind of story. And um, the last thing I'll mention that is kind of special is that when I went off the map, which I do often, uh, for those of you who don't know, you can jerry-rig it, uh, glitch out of the map um, where there's this huge fence. When you get out there, you can see like weird set pieces and stuff. And I found the set piece where me and Pan Am drove like out to the south. Oh, weird. I okay. actually so found it was just that like sitting spot. out there. It's yeah, it's like a weird like <laughs> negative space or something. Um anyways, that just made it like extra special for me when I got out there, but that's that's my 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 whole spiel and why uh, I liked my ending. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I can absolutely see why that that gelled for you and why you felt good about it and why it all came together. I had a very different experience. Yes, that. please do um, tell. So I, you know, I I love this game. I think it's a great game. I had a great time with it. I'm glad you recommended it and sold me on it. 
Uh, I'm also glad that I waited until 2.0 because I feel like I avoided lots of stuff that probably would have really kind of put me off of it earlier. Like there was like almost no bugs, no glitches, nothing really to deal with. It was just a really smooth experience all the way around. Plus I had the the Dogtown DLC to go through and stuff. So so for me, I you know, I think one of the main challenges about telling a story in a GTA style environment, which this is, is that you don't know exactly which missions the player is going to go to unless you kind of gate them off in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the cyberpunk developers do kind of sort of gate things a little bit, but I think there's a pretty wide variety in what you can do first and in what order you can do those in. And it really has a big impact on how the story plays out. And I think I got kind of the worst of it. I think I, I don't want to say that I played it wrong because I don't think there is a wrong way to play this considering that I was just going along with what the developers put in front of me. But I think that they should have taken more care in the beats and when they happened. Um, because for me, it was very disjointed. So here's what I liked about it. I liked being in the city. Mm-hmm. I liked um, in the early days kind of like role playing as my V. I played the female V. Um, I will say I never liked your voice. I never grew to like it. I do not like that voice actor. It never worked for me. And I never heard it. It's really irritating. Version. And a lot of the lines I felt like... Um, I had a hard time getting along with it. She often said things that I wouldn't have said. And I get that it's not me. It's V, the character. I understand that. Yeah. But it just, there was often something where I'm like, ah, why'd you say that? Or like, ah, why are you being like that? You sound like a punk. You know, like I just, so I always had a little bit of distance between myself and my character, yeah. which had nothing to do with male, female. It was just the writing, right? Which, so, by the way, quick tangent. I know we're yeah, not doing like the yeah. official podcast, but That's fine. that is a huge discussion we should have on a show sometime, which is the, you know, there's role playing, there's you being the character you inhabiting a character that has a voice already and then just how we as like players and humans like work with that juxtaposition of like, am I really this person right now? Am I the avatar of this person? Are we two people joined? You know, which version of, of, of do you think of it? You know, when you play these games, like with V it's always V obviously male or female, but at the same time, it's a little Carlos, you know, it's a little Brad. Yeah. So anyways. I mean, I think you're exactly right. And I think Cyberpunk is a game that honestly, I would say maybe doesn't get it right. Um, because you're having V the character, but then also you are role playing quite a bit. Like there's there's long stretches where you're just kind of left here on devices. And that happened to me. I was enjoying just playing the game, just liking the mechanics. And, you know, I'm kind of a completist um, for games that I like. And I like this one. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to do all the side missions first and then I'll just do all the story stuff later because oh, I, yeah. I don't want the game to be over too soon, right? So, like, I started doing the side missions and then I started doing the gigs. And there's, like, a million gigs. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, they're the the lower-level, busy-work kind of missions to do. And I will say that gigs in 1.0 are basically garbage and the gigs in 2.0 are great. So it's like there was a big step up in quality once they released the Dogtown stuff. Yeah. Um, they clearly had a lot more time to put thought and effort into those. And everything in Dogtown was absolutely worth doing. It was all really interesting and really good. And I wish that the the gigs in 1.0 were as good as that. But they're just not. And right? they just were when they came out. It was like when the game came out. Yeah. It was filler, really. Like I, It, well, it is. It yeah, is. none it's of us stuff. really, yeah. I think, when I say us, the early adopters, whatever, really ever thought that it was more than that. Uh, yeah. And it almost feels like, and this is kind of another mini tangent, is that it is that RPG-ness of it, right? Like if yeah. you were in a huge Skyrim world and you had to go get some dungeons, you know, just to get some XP, you'd do that. Mm-hmm. So that's right, what those right, gigs right. were for us, I always thought, you know. 
Well, it's weird because I dipped into... Uh, so I did some of that stuff in the beginning. You can't get to Dogtown right away, and that's the DLC part. So I did some of that stuff. And like every... Like, I wasn't sure what I was getting into, right? Because, like, you start talking to some of the fixers who give you the gigs, the people who arrange these jobs. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to lead somewhere. Maybe there's, like, a, a good side quest or story. So I didn't know what exactly was in store. Then once I got to the part where Dogtown opens up, I did those gigs. I'm like, oh, these are dope. I love these. These are good. And so when I got back to the main quest, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and do some of these. Because, of course, they would be equally as good, right? But no. they weren't. I mean, and why so, would you even think that? Because they weren't well, even made at the same time. Well, you you just don't know, right? You just yeah. I had no idea. You knew because you'd already been there, but I had no idea. This is my first That's time. That's true in. too. Yeah, you never you've never been around there. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you, every fifth gig, something cool happened, but not <laughs> everyone. Yeah, it was just enough to string me along, right? Where like I didn't want to quit them because they weren't all garbage, but like four four to five would be boring and dumb. Just shoot some guys, get a get a doodad or whatever. But then the fifth one would be something that was really funny. That's true. Or there something were that a was bunch really, of really interesting. Interesting ones too. Yeah. So I could never quit him because I didn't want to miss the good stuff, but like a lot of it was garbage, right? And plus, I also wanted to level up, and so I was having fun just doing the mechanics and shooting the gun and stuff. So, so that was okay. But so what ended up happening for me was the pacing of the storytelling came at really strange intervals, right? So I think the story, like looking back on it now, like knowing what I know, having been through the game, you spent what two hundred hours with this game or more, probably three, at least probably more, yeah. right? Okay. So I just looked at my clock. I'm like almost at 100 hours. And I, you know, I didn't do nearly as much stuff as you did, but I did a lot. I did quite a bit of stuff. And knowing what I know now, I would say like if I was going to start doing the story stuff, just do all the story stuff back to back because it flows so much better. It holds together so much better because what happened was you meet these people that have something to do with your story. But there's a very, there's a problem at the very end of the game, and I don't know how many people notice this or if it bothered anybody other than me because of how I played it. But here's the thing: you get to um, the final mission where you need to start making some choices, and uh, this is like where CD Projekt Red like puts it all on the line for you, and you got to like choose certain specific things to see which ending you're doing. Now, my gripe with this is that because of how I played the game, and because of how long ago some of the story beats were for me. I feel like not only did I forget some of that stuff just because I'm human, but also they don't do a good job of reintroducing important characters or reintroducing important story beats right before you make those choices. They give them to you after you make the choice, which is stupid because, uh, for example, one of the main characters, her name is Alt, and she was a person, but then she became a rogue AI that lives out past the Black Wall. She's very important. I saw Alt... 40 hours before I got to the end of the game, dude. So I forgot what Alt even said to me. I forgot. I mean, I was like, okay, Rogue AI, she's doing something. I forgot what she said. 40 hours ago, man. Yeah, and wait, like, are you talking not... about Dogtown's part or the actual no, main no, game? No, 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 the main game, the main game. She's the one where you go talk to the the what, the voodoo gang. Oh, yeah, the, you the... go in the basement and then the <clears throat> ice bath and things like yeah, that. Yeah yeah, 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 you do that. And you go past yeah, the black wall. Yeah, I forgot wall. it too, though. And it, it didn't seem to matter to me. Well, it played a big fucking part in my endings. Oh, okay. And I so so the problem is, I you know I I forgot a lot of this stuff because so many of the story beats were so long ago. Yeah. And any good game, and this is this is directly a criticism of CD Projekt Red. Like I love them, I love them, and I, I I'm gonna keep playing their games. I love Cyberpunk and all this stuff. I love The Witcher, but this is absolutely criticism of you need to prepare the player when they go into the end game run. You've got to remind them of everything that has happened before, and it's entirely possible 
that the people like me haven't seen these characters or heard these story bits for dozens of hours. Like, yeah. we could have easily spun off into Dogtown. I could have spun off into doing gigs, which is what I did. I could have spun off into doing side quests. You can't count on the player remembering something from 40 fucking hours ago. So and so here's what it, happened. Yeah, how did it affect your ending? Then? I'll tell you exactly what happened. So I did a lot of these story beats in a weird way because you can do many branches of the main story all at once or in whatever order you wish. And I'll tell you, it does not make for a coherent narrative. I think that they fucked up. I don't think that they should have given you as much freedom with the main story quests as they did. You could you could talk to um, Rogue or you could do the voodoo boy stuff or you could do the stuff with I mean, whoever you picked, like, you know, Judy or whoever it was that ended up being that or Pan Am or whatever. You could do like any of those in any order you wish, but that didn't help the story come together. I really was very confused about which was the main story I should be progressing what it all meant, how they related to each other. And so I was kind of like dipping into each one, which ultimately was a mistake because I just got bits and pieces and the story didn't really build up to anything for me. It was like, it just felt like a bunch of random events. Pan Am doing something in the desert. Alt did something 40 hours ago. Um, we did some stuff with Rogue and I felt like that story didn't finish. And then all of a sudden I'm at the main game or the, the end game, right? And so they're like, oh, big decision time. What do you do? And so here's how it impacted me. I... Had no, I felt like I had nowhere near enough information to make an informed choice about what I did, not because the game didn't present it to me, but it presented it to me in a weird, in a weird haphazard way. And I hear people like, "Oh, you played the game wrong." I had a person tell me that you played the game wrong. Well, I didn't play the game wrong. Like, if you really wanted this story to come out in a certain way, you should have structured it in a certain way. I played the game in a way that it could have been played. CD Projekt Red must have taken that into account, and they thought it was okay. So I blame them for that. But basically. I forgot a lot of this stuff and you don't get reminded of it. So as you're sitting there in the balcony of this building, you got to make your big choices. Okay, I was, I was wondering where we're at now, because especially for the listeners too, we're, let's let's bring them into the Go ahead. final Go ahead. section of where we are, mm -hmm. right? Which is the top of the building and we're making decisions about an attack on um, Arasaka, right? Arasaka building. Yes. yes. Okay. So at, at this point, if you have chosen to, you have, you've basically finished every story. So I did every storyline that was available to me. Okay, up until that I, point, yep. Up until that point, but not like back to back, right? So like kind of scattered, kind of yep. shotgun. Okay. So I get to the the main, we're just about to go to Arasaka. And then I'm like, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, fuck, dude. I'm like, where's Alt? Was she going to come back? I thought she had something to do with this. She's nowhere to be seen, right? I don't know what happens to her. Judy, who is my romance person, bails. She's like, hey, V, I'm leaving. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You're my romance. How are you leaving? Why are you leaving me? We, we talked to Rogue. At that point, I finished all of Rogue's story that I could do. And at the end of that story, depending on what choices you pick, it seems like Rogue's a fucking traitor. It seems like she has backstabbed you and sold out to Arasaka. By the way, that is true. And she's just, uh, she she's like, goes for the highest bidder. She's like always yeah. the person who goes for the highest bidder. So, Right. So that's where that got left. Yeah. Uh, Pan Am, who is a perfectly fine person, but I didn't, I didn't click with her like as strongly as you did. She's like a person who's like, Driving dune buggies out in the desert. Yeah. Like, that didn't have a lot of value to me, right? She's my girlfriend. It's okay she didn't click with you because... Which is to totally yeah. fine. But, like, so you're like... So, like, Judy's gone. Alt is nowhere to be seen. Rogue seems like a traitor. Pan Am's driving dune buggies. And Takamura, the Japanese guy who's from Arasaka, who seemed like a solid bro, he's dead and gone. And I didn't even see that he died. But it turns out he dies, but you don't see it happening, which is a bad choice because you didn't know what happened. You just have to assume. And also, you can save him, which wasn't a choice, which I think is a dirty trick because basically all along in this game, the developers tell you, here's your 
assigned uh, objective and here's an, uh, an optional one. So I was waiting for optional, you know, save Takamura or back him up or something. It never comes up. There's no text for that. You just have to like assume that it's something you can do, which I don't know why I would assume that because I just, at that point I've spent 60 hours in the game not assuming and the game's been fine. So why would all of a sudden after 60 hours would I assume that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so this make it Takamura is gone, right? So what do you got left? What do you got left is Johnny. And I think Johnny's an interesting character, right? Now, here's the thing. I got into some discussions on Twitter with people about this. And so here's my thing. Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves, he's like an interesting character. Like he rides shotgun with him basically the entire, or he rides shotgun with you, the entire game. But everybody thinks Johnny's an asshole. Like literally every single person in the game thinks he's a dick. That's like the common thread. He's pretty arrogant. He's got a lot of big ideas about Arasaka and about corpse and about the world and stuff and to be perfectly frank like i i didn't really buy into his rebel boy bullshit like i think i was waiting for him to do a redemptive character arc before we got to the end and it didn't come well it didn't come i have so many things i want to interject but i will say it didn't come because he's not johnny he's a fucking program so yeah he's he's not going to change and that's the idea of the whole game which is kind of interesting He's a clone. He's like basically an AI of of Johnny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he's not going to change. He's not. Gonna, there's no redemption for him. He's always well, going to be that weirdo. Well, in one of the in one of the stories I saw, he he claimed to change. He said that he did change. So it depends, right? Oh. Um. So so here's what. So that's what I have. So this is where I'm at, right? So what do I choose? What do I choose? There's one more choice that you can do, which I haven't mentioned yet, and the choice is you can talk to the sister of the or the daughter of the guy who ran Arasaka. The guy who ran Arasaka is dead. You can talk to his daughter and his daughter is fighting with the son. The son is currently controlling Arasaka. And she's like, hey, my brother's fucking up. He's doing bad shit. I want to get this out of your head. I want to help you help me take Arasaka back. We can fix it. And so I choose that because what else are my options? What other option am I supposed to choose? Right. So people thought I was fucking crazy for choosing that. Every single person I talked to thought I was nuts. They're like, why didn't you just, why didn't you side with Johnny? Oh, the guy you mean everybody thinks is an asshole who I kind of also think is an asshole? That guy? Why didn't you choose something else? No one chooses that. What other, what was I supposed to choose? I'm so the confused traitor? in where you are in the game because I played it so long ago. But I know that I talked to his daughter. Mm-hmm. It was like in that club, right? Yeah, she talked to you in the club. And she's like, yeah, she's like, my, my brother's a wacko. Yeah. He killed our dad. I want revenge. I want to take Arasaka back. Yeah. I want to fix this. I want to make it right. I think I'll get I this thing out chose of your head. that too. I don't know why. No, you didn't choose that. Because that leads to the, the ending that I got. Okay, well, tell me your ending for fuck's sake. I need okay, to so know where you're at in your ending. Okay, so I just I need to set backwards. this up. Because everybody thought I was fucking crazy for choosing the ending they had. But I need people to know I didn't have any of this information when I needed it, right? I had this I had some information 40, 60 hours ago. It was not at the ending when you're about to do these things and they didn't account for that. So... None, none of my other options make any sense to me. Okay. Like none of this seems like it's going to help. Yep. And in my in my game, I'm like, I want my V to survive. So if this chick at Arasaka says she's going to take it back and make things right and get this thing out of my head, well, that seems the most logical and most plausible. Totally right? fine. Totally fine. So I go, it turns out that's like the worst ending and people were like razzing me about choosing this, but it's like, we go to this ending, you go to the Arasaka building, you shoot up a bunch of dudes, you take some shit back. You go to the basement, and it turns out that um, the the guy who was dead, uh, I forget what his name is, the Arasaka clan chief or whatever, the guy that gets killed in the beginning of the game, yeah, yeah. he has been turned into an engram ship just like Johnny has. So he's down. He's still like living in the basement. So he's like, yeah, whatever. Go back and fix things for me. You go back up to the top. 
you meet the brother. He's sad because he's like, oh, sister's here. She's taken back over. I fucked up. And she's like, yeah, you fucked up. And then you kind of just like fade. You get taken to an orbital research station and you spend like literally like half an hour getting experimented on where they ask you the same questions over and over. Like solve this Rubik's cube, walk on this treadmill. And they're just doing testing and testing and testing until you get sick of it. Oh, weird. And then when you leave, everybody hates you. Literally everybody hates you. Johnny calls you a traitor. All your friends tell you to fuck off. Everybody says you're scum. Oh my goodness. And everybody thinks you're the worst. And you come back and then you just like uh, slowly die because nothing got fixed. They couldn't actually fix you in the end. And then that's the end of it. Oh my god. And goodness. it's like, I was so fucking mad, dude. I was like, this is the ending I get. Fuck you, CD Projekt Red. I didn't know that in the beginning. Because I, I was wondering where the vitriol was from. And that's it. I was so mad. It's from that. Yeah. It was like, I made the best choice with the information I had. It turned out to be the worst ending. And then everybody on Twitter said I was a nutcase for choosing it. But I'm like, well, if you look at my circumstances, none of the other choices were fucking logical. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me jump in for a second. Go ahead. Holy crap. That was a lot to process. Um, uh, the shortest thing I'll say, or the quickest thing about what you just said with the ending is, and this is not like um, a defense, but it's just the truth. Um, I, I pretty much am sure that this game didn't ever think it was going to uh, take all those things that you were asking for in account. Like, I feel like it always had like the four or five endings. That's it, right? And mm. it's just like funneling all of your choices into it. Like, this is a classic RPG thing. Which it, you know, there is four endings to a game, maybe, maybe ten or something. Sure, sure, sure. But none of the up until the leading up to still stuff, like, does anything at all. And so I feel like when I you tell me some of these things, I made some of those same choices, but didn't end up in the same place as you. Yeah. And I also didn't have any of that information you just talked about. Like, I didn't even care where Judy was or. Right. And all the stuff you said was true for me too. All right, this is my alternative. But for you, you liked Pan Am and had a strong connection with her, whereas I didn't. Right, right, right. But, but yeah. the only thing is, I'm actually like, it's I'm playing both sides of the coin here. The only thing that I had different going for, working for me is that I had a connection to a person that yeah. CD Projekt Red decided to make part of an ending. Yeah, and you didn't, and so when, because you didn't, most people, even if, like you, you were with Corpo and all those stuff. Like they had those predetermined endings, and none of them, unfortunately, this is kind of pulling back the curtain, it took into account all the stuff you did in this game. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. they were still old school endings. And I think that's what it is. Like you you expected more because you played this huge game with all this these choices and like you said, you went and did all these tons of side missions, but it didn't account for any of that. And so like when I played it first, the originals, you know, old school style. <laughs> I kind of just had that vibe of like, I looked it up on Google and they were like, okay, there's going to be like four endings or whatever, five endings. And I just knew that it was more about the experience. And so that's, I mean, again, it sounds like I'm defending it, but it's just like. No, it's, it, I, I totally get what you're saying. You're not missing and, and anything because all the things you said just now, like I yeah. missed all that too. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. get that information. And the only reason I succeeded is because one of my choices at that top of that tower was call right. Pan Am. You right, know, and right, then right. it came together for me. If it didn't, well, I might be in your position, you know? like See, that's the weird thing, right? Because it makes sense for you, and I totally get how you got there. But for me, romancing Judy, I like Judy a lot. Like, I had that same feeling about Judy that you had about Pan Am. Yeah. But when you get there and I call her, I'm expecting her to, like, have an answer or to team up with me or to give me something the way that Pan Am did for you. And Judy's like, yeah, I'm leaving town. Bye. And I'm like, what? But she was that always going to no leave town, though. I mean, but she could have stuck around for like one more hour. She could have stuck around out. for your mission. Yeah, she could I mean, have. that, yeah, she could have left afterwards. So that too. And also, 
Songbird, who plays a big role in the Dogtown DLC, I was like, is she not coming back? She's never coming back. You help her out. You do this giant 25-hour mission. You you can play it a couple different ways. And she just disappears. And I was like, where's Songbird? Where's all these people that are supposed to help me out? Now, now listen, here's here's what really pissed me off. Okay. All this stuff, I'm already mad. I'm already mad. I know. So I, I talk to people about this on Twitter. And people are telling me I'm a shithead for choosing the choice By the way, stop listening to people on Twitter. But go ahead. Keep going. Well, you know, it was... I was just like, people are like, you played it wrong. Can't believe you did that. Yeah. No one would ever not choose Johnny. I'm like, you mean the guy that took over my body and fucked things up and everybody thinks he's a dickhead? That guy? You want me to side with that guy? I mean, maybe he's fun to ride with, but like, don't exactly want to put my fucking fate in his hands or anything. Anyway, so here's what happens. So I get pissed, right? And I don't want to do more than one ending because I'm like you. I like my canon ending. But this, I was, it was like I played it for 90 fucking hours and I felt like I got a slap in the face at the end, dude. I felt like that was, that was not, not what was supposed to happen, right? So I go back. Go back to that same mission. Reload my save. And this time, I choose Rogue. Because cause why? Because I looked up a guide, and it said Rogue leads to the best ending. And I'm like, how am I, How does that make sense? I don't Rogue, know how that makes sense. I don't know how it makes sense also, either. also, by because, the way, best is wrong, because mine's a best ending. So Well, yeah, true. Yeah. true. For you. I get that. I totally get that. But I look it up. I look at the list, and like the ending guide. And there's like six different endings that didn't account for the Dogtown ending, which I heard is actually worse than the worst ending. Um but you, you're, it's like, yeah, you got to choose Rogue to get the best ending. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I choose Rogue, even though they, I have no reason to. She seems like a traitor. She doesn't <laughs> she like is. me. She's not helping me. She seems like she's a backstabber. Why would I choose her? I don't know. But I choose her. And then what happens is every single motherfucker who I was wondering where they were shows up after I choose Rogue. Alt shows up. We have this long fucking dialogue with Rogue where she explains why I thought she was a traitor or that whole thing. Mm. She explains all the other stuff that's going on. If I had had all that information before making that choice, I would have made a fucking different choice. But the, as soon as you choose it, this choice that you have no no reason to choose, no reason to trust her, all the story stuff comes out. All the stuff, all the backstory, all the here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. Here's what we're going to Here's our resources. Here's what's happening. Oh. Well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that beforehand? Why, like, are you crazy? Like, why did you wait until after okay. I made that choice? I actually have an answer for that one. Okay. Um, and but by the way, to be on your side first, and then I'll go to the other side. That's fine. On your side first, um, th- that means I never heard any of that information ever. Like I finished. No, the you game. must not have. Yeah, you must not have. Because you, even you just talking about all, I forgot about her. You know what I mean? Like I forgot yeah. about a ton of people. And they just left my life. And by the way, Judy left town in my game, too, because that's, again, oh, sure. her plan is, you know, the NPC yeah, yeah, yeah. is supposed to leave town. Um, and then you can take her apartment. I don't know if you sure. took her apartment. Yeah. But yeah. No. And it, well, she lets you move in because she's in love with you. Well, no. See, for, in my world, this is the multiverse thing. Yeah. In exactly. my world, she left town. I was like, mm. later, lady. See you later, yeah. lady. Like, yeah. I sound like Jerry Lewis for some reason. You did. And that then um, she gave me her apartment. She's like, yeah. you can live here. So, and by the way, remember when they opened up apartments in the new updates? I have a little teeny apartment like uh, in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And it's like this ghetto apartment that I really love. Um, anyways. Um, and so I didn't know that information either. Okay, so that's on your side. On the other side, I would say that because you chose her, she's the one who's connected to everything. She knows everything. I'm just yeah. I'm saying for, for, for role playing right now. Sure, sure. When Pan Am came to me, she's a nomad. Me and her don't know shit about shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nomads don't yeah. know anything, and we don't care. That's how we like it, you know. Sure, it's almost sure. like, uh, yeah, it's like a cowboy kind of mentality. Like we're out here in the wild west, and we don't know. Um, but but she knows everything, and so it kind of does again. His like story wise makes sense that you would get that lore dump with her, 
and not from another ending. But I mean, it's I get what you're saying. It's still but shitty, I just, like, but I'm just telling you that's why I think it happened. No, I mean, I get you. I get you for sure. But I just feel like from a writing perspective, I just really take issue with how CD Projekt Red handled this. I feel like they really fucking fumbled the ball, like pretty hardcore. I feel like they had the right beats. They had a lot of good things that would have made a lot of sense. They just didn't pace it properly. This stuff should have come earlier before you make your choice. And if they knew that they were going to be leading you up to this giant assault on Arasaka, which is the game's culmination, you got to have those missions more structured, man. Like, don't don't let me take one of those important missions 40 hours before. Like, you know, have a bunch of, like, wide-open missions that don't really mean a whole lot, but maybe introduce some characters, you get a flavor for it. But once you're building to that fever pitch and you're going to get that drama going, you got to pace it. You can't just, like, fucking let people do whatever they want because then it happens what happens to me. Like, you just, you just see stuff randomly. Nothing comes together. I didn't have any sense in my head about what was going to happen. And then this. And so, anyway... You go, you, you choose Rogue, even though it doesn't seem like you should. Yep. Alt comes back. The plan comes together. Everything makes sense. I'm like, oh, okay, shit. I wish you had told me this fucking right before this. You lead an assault on Arasaka, you and Rogue. Um, you fight Adam Smasher, the Rogue. Oh, yeah, him. Dude. I love killing he, him. He kills Rogue. She's dead. Oh, does, kills her. does he? Yep. See, again, she none kills, of this happens in my world. You kill him, and then you go to the end. What happens is you go inside the memory bank thing that's in the basement of Arasaka, and then you have a choice. You can let Johnny take your body or you can take the body. And then Alt is the person who lets that happen. So she'll decide whatever you want to decide. And um, so I'm like, no, no, no. I want to keep the body. And then Johnny goes off to merge with the Internet or something. And then you go back to town. Uh, you're rich. You're famous. You've got a giant house. You're like the most famous person in Night City. Hilarious. Judy is still there. She still leaves. But she's like, oh, it's been a great time. I got to go now. And then you do one final gig because you're still dying. But you're going to do one final gig and you go up in space and you're going to hijack a space station that's like a gambling casino in orbit. And so that's like how the game ends. Oh, you're that's kind of cool. Heist. Yeah. So it was cool. I mean, that was like fine. That worked for me. But like I should have chosen something along those lines the first time. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. I really just I really take umbrage with how they, they played this out. It just made no fucking sense at all. I have two quick uh, tangents and then I want yeah. to say kind of another uh, piece uh, before yeah. we finish. And also sorry. You know, because I yeah. I want you to have a great ending because we you know I enjoyed oh, it so much and you did. I had a enjoy great time too. I did. Game. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, Adam Smasher, I killed way early in the game. <laughs> I was like, how did you do that? I was so OP, dude. My my skills in this game. I I don't brag, okay, too much about video games, but my skills in this game. I had a knife that I upgraded. I did all. It wasn't even glitching. I just like legitimately grinded, you know, and yeah. my knife for the longest time, did 5,000 damage. You can't even do that now. because they No, you they, can't even do they, it anymore. They you can't do that it, anymore. You know? yeah. So my 5,000 damage knife would hit people on the head and their head would explode. That's it. I, that's all my combat was. I'd walk okay. to a person I want dead. I'd push the button and their head would blow up. Um, that's it. I would actually time myself. I have these videos, by the way. I'd time myself on how quick I could take out a gang. And it was like, Three four three point four seconds. Seconds, just the the time it took to walk to. Yeah, I was like doom 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 doom. Like, was it no goose goose goose, (laughs) duck duck (laughs) Duck, goose duck goose. Yeah, I duck duck headed them, exploded head. How did you get to Adam Smasher earlier though? Because I tried to kill him as soon as I could, and he was he was like basically the end game boss for me in both in both scenarios. Early, but not like like super early because you tried it super early and he does run away or something like that. But before you're supposed to kill him, I I killed him. Um, I got to his base, and maybe I glitched to the ground to get to a base. I, I think you must have, dude, because there was maybe they changed something because there's no way for you to get to him. Oh no, they changed something beforehand. It wasn't a glitch. Have. I did literally go, and I think it was 
This is crazy, by the way. There could be a whole podcast about the, the way that the game changed. The changes, yeah. Because I think there was a mission to go to him, and then I was going to kill him. That's what no, it was. you don't get that mission at all. Yeah. You can't do any of that stuff. Anyways, so. it was so easy to kill him. I was like, it was so satisfying, and I was like, bing, bing, you're gone. Um, yeah. Okay, the other thing was that fancy house that you got from your ending mission. Yeah. I got that early, too. <laughs> How'd you get that early? I, I gl- No, I, that one's a glitch. So you can glitch... Um, somewhere through some wall to the, a huge building that's above that apartment. Mm-hmm. And then you can jump and hit your head and like, you know, like lose a lot of health, but you can just survive that jump. <laughs> and then when you're there, you can get in the house. Oh, so I didn't like, it di- wasn't mine, but I was able to like walk around it and leave shit in it. Mm-hmm. So I got that apartment before it was like physically um, available for players Oh. Because I'm crazy. Well, Anyways, um, let me let me bring back for a second. There's a couple more things I want you to bring do up back, and then I'm gonna go another back. Go ahead. All right. So there is another ending that's not the the Dogtown ending. There's a there's a secret ending that you can get if you have a really high affinity with Johnny. And when I did, I had a pretty high affinity. I think you need to have like 70 affinity, which means you agree with him, or you you fulfill his requests, or you do you wear the clothes that he likes, mm. and that builds up your affinity with Johnny. You need to have I think at least 70, and mine was like at 85 or something. So. Even though I thought he was kind of a dick, we were still getting along pretty well. And you get to the end, and I read this on the guy. They're like, yeah, one of the secret endings is just you and Johnny alone can go do the final assault. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense, too, because we've been spending all, like, 100 hours together. Uh, it makes sense that I wouldn't call Rogue because she seems like a traitor. I wouldn't call Pan Am because she's out in the desert. Takamura is dead. Judy bailed. Uh, Alt is nowhere to be seen. There's no one else to choose. So, yeah, I would I would be fine going just me and Johnny. But... It all hinges on one fucking line of dialogue from like hours before. So like you take Johnny out to go find his body at some point um, when you're doing the 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 side quest that has to do with his band. Mm. And he'll take you out to like a graveyard. And there's like, I don't know, three or four different choices. And if you don't choose one specific line of dialogue, that ending is locked off to you and you can't do it. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. That's like Final Fantasy, you know, 11, don't open this one chest in the f- second hour of the game, if you want to get the ultimate weapon 100 hours later, bullshit, you know, like, yeah, you should still get if I had the high enough affinity, you should have gotten that ending. That would have been a satisfying ending as well. That fucking pissed me off. I couldn't even access it because I made one wrong dialogue choice like hours before. So, like, yeah. fuck off with that. That's bullshit. I don't even know that existed until you just said it just now. Well, there you go. It's so funny. OK, so here, let me give another kind of um, uh, more. I don't want to say jovial, but. Another alternative take. I'm Mr. Devil's Advocate. You are. You are the Devil's Advocate. Um, I understand all of your frustrations with that. Again, don't listen to Twitter because there is no wrong choice, I don't think, in this game. I mean, obviously, the one that you originally got wasn't satisfying for you, Brad, as a player, and that sucks. uh, And I wish that was different for you. Um, But, yeah, all of them are just different consequences. And to bring it back to what I said earlier, the the developers, God bless them, uh, Buddha bless them or whatever you believe. Um, yeah, is that like? It's, I don't think that they, they're not thinking that far ahead. You know, I, I I think they had their set endings, they had a lot of missions, and they try to build a world that you could go fuck around in, and then they could tell you the ending of this, of the story. You know, so I I just don't think it was ever that complicated. But here's the main reason why this game is monumental to me. I wrote these like five things down. Um, the game meant to me is that, you know, the side missions, what I did, by the way, this is actually a direct um, 
comparison to what you did. So I did the the main campaign, like I said, all the way up until mm-hmm. the ending, right? There's that yeah. point of no return, which is before you go into that tower and talk to yeah, the Yeah, they gave you the warning. Yep. yep, they do. I got to that early, and then I never did it. So I didn't do what maybe what you think, is which I just did that and did the ending. I did that, and then remember, I've been playing this game since it came out in right, 2020. Right. Hundreds of hours. So three years or whatever, two and a half years of this game. Okay, maybe because uh, I beat it in 2020, but... Let's say for like, yeah, 100 hours or so, I did everything else. Right. And so right, I cleaned right. the map. I did every single gig there ever was and anything you could do. And then I did all my hokey weird shit, right? So this is why this game is special to me. I did all that. And by the way, that also did allow me to just like kind of put a mental note of what the ending's going to be yeah. and not get into it yet, you know? And then also I had things like there was one quest that was bugged that I can never do it. And I kept like going to forums, and then finally they fixed it. And when I did it, it was a really cool story. And then there's me jumping over the wall and getting outside of the map, and all the videos I made from this game, and then the Pan Am stuff, and like doing romancing stuff with her, you know. And I had like, spoiler, I had sex with her in a car, and it was fucking phenomenal. And <laughs> uh, and then that wasn't a main mission, you know what I mean? None of it was yeah. even tied to yeah. what the game would ever be. And so I feel like. I just did everything up until the right before the ending. And then I did everything else in the world. And I just, like a GTA, existed in Night City. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then all those weird little jobs didn't matter. I did meet the Voodoo Boys. We did a ton of stuff, but none of it like mattered. You know, I always thought it was like its own microcosm of of this world. And then like the mall. Do you remember those like. Guys who are like roided out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. there's a whole mission there and you're doing a boxing thing. So I yeah. feel like I just I just approached it differently where I was like, I'm going to make this like that Skyrim world where I'm just going to fuck with shit. And then when it ta- comes time, I'll go back through that thing. And as you know, that point of no return after that, there's a lot of content. Like yeah, it's there's not a pretty just, good amount. You know, yeah. and there's the attack and all the other stuff. It's like at least an hour, if not more. Yeah. So yeah, this, I feel like that's what makes the game special to me is like, all those little teeny little bits that you can't really put up, you know, value on yeah. and the way that I played it, which was, you know, um, I don't know, I guess lucky in that way. I mean, I told that makes perfect sense and I get you. And like, honestly, I had a ton of fun with this game. I mean, up until, <laughs> up until that ending, I was like, man, I love this game. This is a great game. And then it just like all turned to shit at the very end because it just felt so unfair and unearned based on like how they have structured that last bit. But I get you. I had tons of amazing, uh, amazing things. Like you go scuba diving with Judy at one point. That's That's an awesome mission. That's That's a great mission. And then you do like, uh, like some of the little funny things you talk into that vending machine is a really good mission. That's a great one too. That was bugged by the was bugged by the way forever. You would, you would never know, but that was one of those ones where I couldn't finish it. Oh, and that's a good one. It's a a great one. one. There's lots of like good stuff like that. You have lots of moments. I think the, the mission with River is a pretty interesting one. That's a pretty good one. I mean, there's tons of good stuff in this for sure. Um, but I, but, but now that I've taken it all in, I do see where they kind of fell down a little bit. And I feel like, um, even though I like Cyberpunk, I do feel like Witcher 3 is the better game just because it feels like they took more time and more care. Um, there there aren't any real garbage missions in The Witcher 3. You know, everything had an interesting bit to it. Like, the pacing made more sense. Like, they really did take the time to build you up towards the finale. Um, it just seemed to have more care and I can, you know, I don't know what the drama was, but there was a lot of, 
behind the scenes stuff. And obviously, you know, Cyberpunk had this famously bad launch. So I have to feel like they didn't get it off on the foot they wanted to. And then they probably came around and patched things up with 2.0 and Dogtown and stuff. And they did. They made a heroic effort. I think it ultimately turned out to be a great experience. But man, that ending just sucked ass. I do have to. I, one thing, though. One thing, though. This is um not necessarily related exactly to the ending. But I noticed that after you beat the game, uh, you can go back into the game as if you haven't beaten the game, which sucks. I don't like that. I know you don't like that yeah. either. So I go back into the game just because I want to fuck around for a minute. And then all of a sudden, I get calls from people who have never called me before. And I get side missions, not gigs, but actual side missions that show up that have never been on the map before. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with this? Why is this stuff showing up? This stuff should have all shown up before the fucking ending. Why is there more content popping up now? Because honestly, in any other game, I would have walked right after rolling credits. Like, that feels stupid. No, I'll answer that real quick. Okay. I am the expert, so you have to. You are, yes. Oh, you definitely are. Yes, Um, go ahead. That happens to me too. It's from the DLC. So that, that wouldn't have happened in base game. So you wouldn't have gotten those calls. Um, that You're getting new calls. I got new calls because the DLC added those. It's just like, I don't want new content after I roll credits. I know, but it's I not. Just, it's, you know? it's because you have the DLC. I'm telling you the answer. That's yeah. the only reason it's there. It's not supposed to be part of the base game. I didn't get those calls because I did all the calls. You yeah, know? I did too. But yeah, So when so. I went to the DLC, which is the Dogtown one we we're talking about, um, and again, I went before I had beaten the game, Right, yeah, because I went to yeah. my save where it was right before, um, and I just kind of played it like that, just in case I wanted to do the alternate ending. Which, by the way, I didn't. My my ending is my canon now. Um, yeah. So, but I just kind of experienced Dogtown and that story. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, so so I went there and I finished that, and then I just went kind of went back into the world for a minute to think about if I wanted to do the alternate ending, and then yeah. I got all those calls. So yeah. those calls are from DLC. That's the short answer to that. Fucking weird. It is Fucking weird. weird. It's, it's because weird. it's a whole... And here it is again. It's a weird, like, concoction, uh, cornucopia of, like, code, you know? Like, yeah. there's the original code. There's, like, all this main quest stuff. Um, it's just so many different paths. And then DLC and then extra DLC and then extra gigs. So yeah. it's just a messy... It's, it's messy, and you're right yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, Witcher is definitely more of a kind of confined... It makes sense. They knew what they were doing. Um, I will say this, though. Witcher is definitely more linear. Even though they have the side missions, you could do whenever you want. Oh, yeah. I still felt like I understood where, where Garrett was going and what I should be doing. Yes. yes. And Cyberpunk is like GTA. So it's like, you know, again, you don't like the GTAs. That's another thing, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're definitely not my favorite genre. And I feel like, you know, everything you said is completely fair. Uh, and it makes perfect sense. But I just, I just can't get over, you know... You could have structured just the last bit to make more sense. It could have been a little bit more linear just at the end, just to build up the drama. Yeah, I agree with that. Just to make sure that the player, you know, you know, and I just feel like, you know, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm feeling bitter because now I feel like my experience is somewhat tainted because I love the game. And then at the end, I hated the game and I was fucking mad at it. And then I went back and got the other ending. I'm like, okay, this is a fine ending. I would have been fine if I had gotten this ending first. And if I had known, I would have chosen it, but I didn't know. And I feel like now I've got this like weird two sets of memories in my head that are conflicting you know i've got i've got like johnny in my head and then i've got my my actual memories in my head and they're kind of like melding into each other and now the whole thing just feels weird wait wait you are actually like getting johnny in your i am i'm getting that i'm getting that weird blending and i don't know which one's taking over me i don't know who i am anymore wow you know i would do though if i were you even if i didn't like it i'd still count that first ending as canon Uh, no i hate that one no i can't i'm taking the second one 
I don't take the mulligan. I don't even take think it's that bad. Actually, I don't know it's why. It's terrible. It felt okay. terrible. Anyway, um, okay. Anyways, that's cyberpunk, and we both enjoyed a lot of it. But I agree with you that the ending's kind of weird and not fair at times. Uh, and I, I think I was lucky. Um, I just happened to find, you know, my girlfriend. And because yeah. of that, she like brought me to a really good ending. Um, yeah, and it makes sense. It makes sense how it happened for you. I can totally see how that worked. Yeah, I mean, we left. You know, that's like it's, yeah. it's it's like really special to be like we did all this. The city like chewed us up and spit us out, and we we're like fuck this city. You know. Well, I, you know, I thought Judy. I I, I could have left the city with Judy too. Yeah, she I know. Leave. I would have left. They should have given you that option. I would have been happy to leave. Just stick around for like literally an hour. Let me shoot these dudes up real quick, and then let's bail. Actually, and that's. Like, Go ahead. No, go, nothing. Go ahead. She left what? Left you like a dog in the night? Is that what they say? I, I don't know what it was, but but, the, but I'm agreeing with you because like you had that special underwater journey with her. Yeah, you know? and man. like that's a really good bonding thing, and I feel like that really should have been an option. You and Judy. When you, when you go skin diving in a in an abandoned town in radioactive water with someone, that's a bond. It you don't sure just is. drop that bond. Yeah, yeah. Here's the alternate ending they should have had. You you both should have left town. Yeah. I've been and, fine and with not, that. And not done the uh, raid or anything. Yeah. Would have been fine with that. That would have yeah. been fine. Totally fine. All right. Anyway. Well, that'll close it out. But Cyberpunk, it's a game, and I loved it, and you liked it a lot. I mostly loved it, okay. except for that end. Yeah. So I, I still still love. Still yeah, love. Yeah, but yeah. man, bitter pill right at the end. Oh, well. Okay. Anyway, that's the spoiler section, folks. Thank you very much for listening to me rant and rave and get all pissed yeah. off. Yeah. And listen to Carlos be the voice of reason, and hopefully... Uh, that we have shed some light on our journey. And if you uh, played Cyberpunk and finished it yourself, I would love to hear about your experience. Did you have a good one? Did you have a bad one? Did it make sense? Did it not? Are you happy? Were you not? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so leave all the line. comments in yeah, any, yeah. Where, wherever you find the podcast. Just leave the comments there, you know? Yeah, or just email us, whatever, anything, yeah. anything, Twitter, whatever. Or, or, hey, join the Patreon, jump in our Discord, leave a message there. I'll definitely see it that's there. True. So, all right. All right, folks, later. Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> he says later. Later. That's it. That's the ending. Okay. It's 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 the bonus content. We have to we don't have to do the official closing. This whole episode is like three hours long after this. I know, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. All right.